And we are back. Couch Company Podcast. I'm John. With me as always, Tyler. Hey, I'm here. And are we too close? No. Physically? No. Okay. I love being close to you. Good. I feel like we're spiritually close. I could, yeah. We do this every time. Yeah, we, we have a guest. Sure. We have a guest. His name is Jeff. Welcome, Jeff. Hi, thank you. I'm here. Love that you're here. Love having Jeff on the on the cast, on the couch, with us. He, Same. Love I, I want to make your, your head big, but uh, people people have said they very much <laughs> enjoy when you're on the, on the episode. Yeah. Well, I hope I don't crush or... Hmm. Let me rephrase that. I This is cup of coffee number three, so I'm going to be wired. I'm already wired. That's um, good. I'm on a little bit of a diet. I've never d- done a diet before. This is my first time dieting. What kind of diet uh, are you on? I don't know. I'm, I'm following my mom where you just like starve yourself. Oh, okay. so not uh, good. It's not, not good. a good diet. No, but I've uh, I'm on a diet. So all I had today were two hard boiled eggs and two cups of coffee and two cups of protein. So I'm like juiced and wired. So we'll see how this cast goes. Protein isn't just protein powder mixed yeah. in like water. No, mixed in the coffee. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's sure. disgusting. Is that, can you good. do that? Really? Yeah, you can, can mix you it in put, anything. Can you? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not yeah. a chemist. Yeah, water. Some people do like almond milk. I think, uh, you, can, I think yeah. you can put it in anything. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that makes sense. They usually do those like shake cups. That's what I brought. That's uh, you brought a shaker? Shake, yeah, well, I drank it on the way, and then, like, I don't know if the protein powder that I buy is caffeinated as well, because you can get, like, the protein powder yeah. that's caffeinated yep. and or not caffeinated, so and, I might yeah. have did caffeinated protein powder in ca- coffee. You might but, be a, yeah, approaching it, your limit here. If my hands start shaking, I might have to, like, grab a, a banana, or if I don't know if you have something I from the fridge. I do not have but. a banana. What do you, what, what's, <laughs> what's another thing that you could have? Um... Coffee. <laughs> we we have we can give you chicken. We have a salad. Here's the thing: my diet really only consists of starving myself. So I'll just grab whatever I see that is like all right, peel, sure. peelable, peelable, or nothing peelable. peelable. No, we can't. We like I said, we have salad. We have a can What's of peelable tuna? behind, but besides a banana, an orange, an apple. Oh, we have string apple cheese. Peelable. Peelable. We have string cheese. That's yeah, perfect. That's, there it is. Apples are peelable. Thank you, Chelsea. Huh. No, you bite you into an peel apple. an apple. Yes, you do. What are you talking about? You can. About? It is peelable. Anything's peelable. Then you just answered your question. No, but it shouldn't. Something shouldn't be peeled. An orange should be peeled. Humans are peelable. They shouldn't be peeled. Well, I'm not. I'm not hunting the cats here. I'm I have a peel, Greg. You're gonna peel me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. You I'm sorry. Peel, peel no. Nope. I'm Don't. here. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks, Jeff. Um, I'm a little bit overwhelmed, and I. I I, I have my notes here, and I'm just going to go on a little bit of a tangent because I am co- I'm overwhelmed because I have a lot on my plate right now. I'm very excited to be here. There's a lot of games yes. that mm. I need to finish before next week. Oh yes. yeah, and I have a list of priorities of things that I have going on in my life. Not that anyone out there cares, but I'm. This, I'm we I'm, all care. I'm going to use this as a venting opportunity. Yeah, we care in a platform. So therefore, to speak. I care. Yeah, I started playing World of Warcraft. Age of Discovery, Season of Discovery. I got a max level hunter. My guild says, hey, Jeff, we don't need another hunter. We need a rogue. Leveling up a rogue, halfway to max level, taking up a lot of time. I need to finish Alan Wake 2, Tears of the Kingdom, Pizza Tower, Baldur's Gate 3 before next week. You're doing Tears That's of the Kingdom? never happened. I'm probably not going to do Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. But I, but <laughs> so I need, to cut one of Okay, those. so 
for the listeners, I'm not a fan of Tears of the Kingdom, but I sh- I need to play enough of it to actually say that I don't like it. Mm. Um, what I've experienced so far is that main chunk of continent that you first <clears throat> arrive at, and there was no content on it. So I'm hoping there's more content the further out I go. Um, Dungeons and Dragons, we have two sessions left this month, and I'm going nuts prepping for them. We have My, two sessions? We have two sessions left, next week and the week after, I think. Oh, 21st. So 14, 21st. Correct. Okay. Yeah. If we're not yeah. doing the 21st. We were originally doing just the 21st, and then yes. now we can do the 14th. I'm with you. All right. So I'm prepping for those. My mom's birthday is three days before Christmas, so I'm trying to do something special for her. We have, I have Christmas gifts that I'm trying to get ready for. I have six younger cousins. Five nieces and nephews. I'm thinking of axing the gifts for my cousins and just going nieces and nephews. I'm not sure what I want to do. I'm heading to New York City for New Year's. Um, someone's trying to set me up with the, a female. I'm sorry, a partner, a female, a girl, a woman, a, a woman. Um, <laughs> partner, female, woman. I'm trying to. In Ohio. It's a lot of people, man. Maybe just try one. Partner, female. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another reason why I'm starving myself because I think I have a date set up after the new year. So I'm going to be in New York City. You're not sure what's going to happen there. I'm trying to get in shape. I got this back burner partner, woman, female, woman, girl. Um, In the spring, I'm teaching intermediate or beginner, intermediate, and advanced sculpting classes at the local ceramic studio. So I'm writing my curriculum for those three classes. And then I'm starting school in the spring, going back to college. What are, you, what are you doing? I'm going back for therapy. So I'm already halfway there. I have a, well, not really halfway there, but I do already have a minor in psychology. So expanding that. And one thing that's interesting about that is student loans are somehow more intimidating as an adult than they were as like a naive 19 year old. Cause you don't know what you're signing at 19. Now you're going to the bank and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I'm, I'm, I'm 35. I'm yep. going to take out how much money. And I, that's I, why the army approaches you when you're in high school. <laughs> yeah. And not when you're at Dick's sporting goods. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, sure. So I know all the listener, listeners out there are asking, you know, what's going on in Jeff's life. So that's what we, I, that's a lot, man. I can guarantee you some have been asking, and I am sure that they will be. <laughs> no, my buddy was telling me he loves when you come on. Yeah. He was like, I don't know. I didn't know how to feel about this guy when I first heard him. He seemed like a lot, but <laughs> Jeff's great. Like a lot. <laughs> Jeff's great. So, I, and awesome. I concur. Well, thank you for giving me a podium. I feel woefully. That's a lot, dude. I, like first I'm of not all, doing anything. I thought I was overwhelmed, but. No, it's not gardening season for me. So, I'm you know, a little <laughs> off season for me right now. Um, but we're gearing up for next year. It's going to be a big garden season. Yeah. We're going to go big. Yeah. We fought off the chipmunks this year, and the tomatoes came out really, really well. Um, the chipmunks have like, are they like locusts? Like, do they yeah. have like every four years the chipmunks come out? No, but they Ooh. are biblically terrifying. One of the plagues. You can't stop them. I put up nets. I put up fences. I, I, I do really? everything. I spray Chicken my. Wire? Yeah, they get through everything. They can fit through anything they can fit their heads through, and their heads are small. They can get through chicken wire. What it's if, crazy. What if you did like a... They can climb under it. They climb over it. They burrow. Do like a dummy garden. Like poison all the plants. Yeah. yeah no, yeah, yeah. I spray shit on them, and it does not work. I spray this stinky stuff. It smells really I bad. Know you need to... I know, but you have them. to be really careful because you can damage your plants. So you have to be like very cognizant of what you're spraying on your plants. Well, no, no, no. You, you plant like, Oh, you're saying just the, a totally these are garden. sacrificial plants. Like these are, Hey, chipmunks, 
come check out yeah, these yeah, yeah. plants. Mm. Make and them now, easy, easily accessible. Fertilizer. Dude, my one friend's dad uh, drowns them. It's so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Has like a bucket or something. And like, I don't know how it, the contraption works, but. I, no, I, I'm talking like get get some. Magic I know I dust can't do that. Puts them to sleep. I hate the chipmunks, but that's against the Geneva Conventions, dude. That is so messed <laughs> I up. I think I have an answer for you. I, I'm trying to turn Dwayne onto this because Dwayne has a notorious uh, trash panda problem. A lot of raccoons in Dwayne's area. I love raccoons. No, you think you do? I now, know. I dog sit for so cute. for Mr. Brown Bear Dwayne out there. Um, I dog sit for him quite frequently and. I like to sleep in the living room and his setup is where there's a, they get under his deck and Mm. from the deck they can get under the house. So at night when you're sleeping, you hear the scratching under your feet and they, it's, it sounds like they're right under the couch. Wolf piss. I think we need to get you some wolf piss and you just line the outside of your garden with wolf piss. The, chipmunks, the squirrels, anything will be deterred. Yes. By wolf piss. Can wolves thing. catch chipmunks? They're so fast. It, it, I think it's like a, a natural thing. I uh. think it's like they smell it. They're like, Mm-mm. what about my piss? I'm kind of a mm. natural lone wolf. Give it a shot. Kind of that guy. might be your first call. Now, granted, yeah. if you use the wolf stuff, you're going to attract wolves. Yeah. So, like, you're trading. I'd train, a, I'd train wolves, a wolf. But yeah. I would Besides train, that, I train you're one. fine. <laughs> I could train one, I think. Get like a bobcat. So, someone asked me yesterday. Um, what is the largest animal you think you could defeat, like barehanded, mm. in a in a you know fight? What'd you say? I said koala. Mm. Dude, koalas are vicious. Are you kidding? No, nah, I, I, I messed one up. I messed I one up. Dumb. No, I'm looking this up right now. I'm fairly. I know sloths are ridiculous too. I'm pretty sure koalas are, are terrible. Whoa, you're cutting in and out. Yeah. Cutting in and out. Yeah. What's going on? You sound good now, I think. All right. All right. I just can't touch anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I could be the koala probably. But someone said deer, which is probably a good one too. I think as long as, yeah, up. as long as you stay away from the antlers, deer is probably a good one. Some deer Choke are it out. huge. Yeah, they're massive. They're big boys. And they got those, some of them are like muscular and lean mm-hmm. and, and, and t- like. Mm. I think a deer could mess you up actually. Because yeah, think about too. what they do to your car. Yeah. You know when you hit one? That's what I mean. So you need to have a distraction. That's a big we're boy. Talking, we're talking hand-to-hand. I'd probably wear something like like a matador cape yeah. or, or, or something to, sure. to like, hey, 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 and then like try yeah. to like cover their face and then just you know, choke them Right. Out. I don't think a deer would fall for that. But you don't think? <laughs> no. Oh. They run away. Well, I don't they think don't I charge. can. I got to be honest with you. I don't think I can take out a koala. It's their claws. That yeah, their claws will mess yeah, you up. Also, just they punt could, that thing. They're carriers of herpes. I just if, that, if that matters to you, <laughs> I keep it at a distance. You know, it have it on the ropes. It doesn't matter. To John. They get the last laugh. They have herpes. <laughs> yeah, they can they give it to you. <laughs> that's really just get weird. A little, <laughs> little scratch. Is that how we first got herpes? Sure. From the koalas. Yeah. I think bats get a bad rap. Bats are disgusting. I don't know. We did a poll once. I don't know if you remember this, but we did. Uh, what's cuter, a baby bat or a baby cow? Oh, cow, easy. Yeah, bat one. How? Because people are, people are Those mental. Are no, they're not. No, More they're not. More than a baby cow? Uh, all right, I'll bring up the picture of the baby bat. <laughs> baby bats are not. They're <laughs> oh, so you voted disgusting. Bat yeah, he was yeah. bat. This is why, uh, we, did why we did the poll because yeah. Tyler was team bat. I was team cow. I think cows are adorable. Yeah, I know a lot of people were 
cows are like in their top yeah. adorable animal. I tried to get it in our top five mammals, but Tyler wasn't. I mean, it's for not. It, it is oh, kind of cute, gotta, but yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing is, you got, they have you have to tuck them in for them to look cute. Oh, look at that. He's eating a little, little broccoli. Yeah, that it's not cute. That's tough. no. It's their beady eyes. They're gonna <laughs> suck my tiny, blood. Tiny little. And now pull up a baby cow. Nah. This is great podcast <laughs> material, by the way. Just pulling up pictures for the audience. Look at that. Look how cute that baby rat uh, is. That was not bad. Yeah. But it's you're not like, seeing oh, like the veiny, ugh. bony wings. Yeah, that's though. like the yeah, best well, picture of a bat. Mean whenever they're like adults. Ugh. You ever see an adult cow? Like, adult cows are gross. No, they're not. They're cute. They're pretty cute. Uh, okay. The, the ones cute. in farms are not because they're like covered in feces, but the ones out in the wild are yeah. show. Sure. They they don't smell good, yeah. But I mean, bats smell fine. Ah, do they? I don't think so. I think it'd be yeah, I would. I would never be near a bat if I could help it. No, I mean you know. No. I actually hate nature, but here yeah. we are. Here we are. Yep. Anyways, game awards happened. Yeah, we got a lot. I mean, game awards happened. Sure. We're gonna talk about the game awards. Um, overall, I think Jeff, you said this. You know, not quite what you were expecting. But I actually liked it overall. I thought it was a good show. Yeah, not what I was expecting, but I agree. Um, but just a little bit different in tone and announcements. There was quite a large volume mm-hmm. uh, and quick announcements. I, I mentioned before we started recording that uh, some of the outlets like GameSpot and IGN actually missed some of the announcements in their recaps because it seemed like there was so many. And it, for me... It felt like a little bit of a confusion between the advertisements and the announcements. I wasn't sure when we were watching which at some time, at <laughs> right. some points in the show. Right. But yeah, overall, I really enjoyed it, even though it lacked some of the announcements I was hoping for. So I was uh, perusing X, formerly known as Twitter, yeah. uh, you know, just to kind of get a sense of what the public's perception was on it. And I heard a lot of criticism, and I'm curious what you guys think, that... Uh, they didn't allow enough time for the developers to speak. It was too rushed. Like they wanted more of the awwards and less announcements, which is kind of weird, right? Cause because I, I, weren't I they feel saying like the opposite? Last year, yeah, it was like yeah, it was the opposite where it's just like z z z z. Now, granted, Kratos was up there for eight minutes, and it's just like okay, yeah. like, time to time to go. But they but, axed the whole like, for example, like the esports categories. They just put that in the pre-show, yeah. pretty sure, right? Or like at the beginning or something, yeah. and they they would rattle off like five awards in a row, uh, with no speeches. How do they do that with the Oscars? Do you guys watch the Oscars at all? Like, do they? No. At, everyone goes up and yeah. is able to accept it. Yeah, like they don't do like quick be, awards. Yeah, it's but they weird. don't do announcements yeah, at the Oscars, Oscars though. Right, but that's that's what I'm getting at is like if you're gonna have an award show where it's like this is the game awards. Now, if you want to do like the post show announcement extravaganza, that's fine. But like split it in half and do all the awards and give everyone their time. Because it's like, hey, you poured your heart and soul into this. You're not going to be eligible. Like, this is your one window of eligibility unless you're cyberpunk. And then you can go and have all the announcements and everything next. You know? Yeah. But, yeah. So I, do you agree with that or? I actually don't. I, I actually like the format that it is. Mm. I, I think that, if anything, there's probably too many award categories. I think sure. that the categories probably need to be refined, looked at again. Some of them we can do without. I, I know there's like a category where it's like best action game and then best action adventure game. Like those kind of blur the lines for me. Uh, I think to 
John's question, the most egregious one of the awards was not allowing the role-playing game of the year um, winner to speak. I thought that was like, to me, the best role-playing game of the year is one of the largest categories. And if you're not going to let that person talk, even though they also won game of the year, so I kind of get that. I don't know if it was... Wow, pre- spoilers. Pre- We're just going to go straight uh, to that. Huh? Okay. <laughs> well, I didn't say who. Well, yeah, yeah I fair. didn't say who. Um, I don't know if that was premeditated by Jeff, but... Uh, I do think that for the larger categories, they do need to highlight them a little bit more. Yep. Yep. No, I, I think I agree with you. I like the format. I know it's an award show, but I think there's a unique, it's a unique perspective being like in the video game world where uh, the announcements are such an integral part of these kind of gatherings. Um, so I actually liked it. I didn't have a problem with it because like, you were exactly right, Tyler. I'm feel I feel like last year it was exactly the opposite criticism where it's like, oh, too many awards, too you know, speaking too long. So maybe I, they adjusted like too it, far. Who knows? Maybe, maybe there's a middle ground, yeah. but I think Twitter just likes to complain. But <laughs> oh, that's for sure. Yeah. Um I just thought that was interesting. Like I was just trying to you know, gauge the populace, see how they were feeling about it. And, uh, yeah, cause we were watching the IGN stream and like the chat was just apparently like the nicest people ever. So that was a fake chat. Kudos to the moderator. Whoever I, was I on have that. no clue, but that was the most kind chat I've ever seen in my life. No yeah. negative comments, no. smiley yeah. faces all around. Just like, yeah, cheers. You, like <laughs> Jeff Keeley's the best. Like, like they I, would make it such a cringy joke and they'd be like, Oh, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's the best. Uh, no, but I could do with less jokes coming out of that. Like, Oh less God, cheesy, it was like, so cringe. And they had the worst Muppet on there. Um, like you I pick another mind. Muppet. Nah, pick another Muppet. Gonzo. It's better. They had Gonzo, worst it, Muppet. There needs to be some sort of like middle ground because everyone that did their jokes were reading off a teleprompter. So like the timing yeah. was off. You could tell that they were reading yeah. it. And then you have Mackie come up and trying to be like organic and joking and stuff, but that was also kind of grating. <laughs> like he's you just stop talking, like pointing to people. The actor. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his first name? Captain America. Well, sure, Falcon. Uh, not Falcon. Joe, He's not Captain Joe's. America now, yeah. Oh, he and, his was his might have been the cringiest. I don't know what he was doing. He was doing a bit or something. No, it wasn't a bit. He was just like trying to be loose and just like, hey, what's up? Hey, yeah, hey. Like yeah, but he was telling people audience. to shut up. Yeah, well, I was like, like what, I, what is happening? It, not saying I, he he got into a weird flow state there, and it was yeah. not landing for yeah. me. But um, one other thing I wanted to bring up real fast yep. before we jump into this is I was also kind of went down a rabbit hole of looking up like the studios mm-hmm. uh, tweets while the show was going on and remedy right Alan Wake two were congratulating everyone else on their wins then they were the only ones I thought mm. that was really interesting yeah and like kind of left a bad taste in my like Larian said nothing about anyone else not even just Larian but like every other studio only talked about their specific wins mm-hmm but Remedy was like, oh, this definitely deserved that, and well done to these guys, and that was a no-brainer. They d- did it. Who was the... Can't, can't beat that soundtrack. It was like really cool to see that they were like supporting everyone else. Who were the devs that really, like, stopped, that. and the, the ladies like, stopped and went back? It was like, oh, also, <laughs> like everybody that was like, here that was like nominated, you guys did great or something. What category was that? Do we remember Is it Is that all? the indie Ooh, one? Indie game? Know. Possibly, yeah. That, oh, that's right. That's right. So it, it the, definitely those yeah, developers yeah, 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 yeah. shout out. I don't know who that is. Yeah, but that I like that. I like when they're, cause like it's you know yeah, you gotta support there, each other. You're all supposed to be yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You're all in it together, right? Like you're all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, oh, and another criticism. I sorry. I, I just want to kind of want to get over the. <laughs> I had this list up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, they they was a big. You know, a lot of people were talking about like the layoffs that they were surprised that they didn't address that because um, there's a lot of layoffs in the gaming industry this year. Yeah. But like, you can't expect Jeff to like kill the mood by saying, yeah, oh, you know, that. so many people lost their job. You know what I mean? It's supposed to be like a positive event, so I don't blame him Who's for the last not touching Bungie that. was the last one. They just got hammered. Bungie was bad. Uh, oh, what's the giant? Embracer Group was mm. pretty bad. Um, but yeah, I agree with John. Not the place to no. address. No. Well, they were like bringing up, you remember like when, I guess Blizzard wasn't invited a couple years ago because of the controversy that was going on with them. I know they weren't invited, but... It was something along those lines. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, you know, he does stuff like that, but he's not. And I'm like, that's different, in my opinion. Um, so I was curious what you guys felt about that, too. I think not the place, but that's my opinion. Yeah, it's a little different between, like, social issues and political issues versus... Just financial, fi- yeah. Problems. Like, hey, right. we, maybe Destiny isn't the greatest. We gotta. Yeah, it might gotta be the it might be the best yeah, uh, community support, though. Oh my god! Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're jumping right, into this. Go for it. Um, we'll we'll jump around here a little bit. Um, do we want to do players' voice, or is that gonna be like right before game of the year? Do we want to say that? Uh, one? Do that before game of the year because that's right. how they did in the show. Yeah, I think. fair enough. Uh, let's start with best adaptation. Mm. Okay. Um, so this was out of Castlevania Nocturne, Gran Turismo, The Last of Us, Super Mario Brothers, The Movie, and Twist the Metal. And then out of this one, The Last of Us won. So this was actually a stacked category, which is surprising. E- yeah. Everything there was good. And Tyler refuses to believe me, but Twisted Metal was actually solid. It was solid. I want to believe you. Wasn't you should gonna watch win. it. wasn't going to win. No, it's no, no, no. Anthony. It's Anthony Mackie. It's Anthony Mackie. Um, Not a big... Like, I like him, but also I yeah. don't like him. Nah, he's I always he's say okay. I don't like him, but I like him in everything I see him in. Like, Falcon, I thought was good. The, what like was the, the show, one where he puts the, like, the bodies on? He, like, jumps from body to body. Like, oh, I didn't like, like him in Altered Carbon, but I do Altered like Carbon. him in other things. I didn't like him as much, but I thought he was, like, fine. Yeah. I liked him in Twisted Metal. I liked him in Twisted Metal. Peacock? I thought that was yeah. I thought that was yeah. a role that fit him very well. They announced season two as well, so anyone yeah. is excited. But it, like you would think that that show is going to flop, but yeah. everyone said they were pleasantly surprised uh, when they watched it. So. It was an interesting adaptation. Um, I don't think season two will be as successful as season one, uh, just based off of. If anyone watched, I'm not going to spoil anything, but where season one leaves off, it very much sets up season two. And I think season one has a lot of unique elements setting up the Twisted Metal world that season two won't be able to do as well. But uh, we'll see. I hope I'm pleasantly surprised, cautiously optimistic. Um, But I did. I did like um, Twisted Metal. It was short. It was quick. It was fun. It was kind of quirky. not the best humor, but if you vibe with it, you're going to vibe with it. Who does Sweet Tooth again? I don't know the actor, but he's a pretty good Sweet Tooth. Okay. Uh, a little bit too... I don't think he was a l- scary enough for me. I kind of wanted a little bit. But again, if uh, if you watch the show, you kind of get a theme. You kind of get a style of the comedy, and, and he fits very well. Try it out. What car is Anthony Mackie? Or is it like a new he's car the, for this? John, he, he plays the character John Doe and... I don't know what car he is, but he drives an STI, which is a Subaru. 
and it's like all it's it's huh. kind of cool. I love um, the if you're an SDI fan it, it, for all the STI owners out there, they're terrible cars to like maintain and work on, but they're really fun to drive. Yeah, um, really fun to strap <laughs> machine guns <laughs> to. And well, yeah, yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, every everything in that category is like the Mario movie was good. Um, obviously, Last of Us won. Mm-hmm. Uh, deservedly so, I would say. I think that they definitely uh, deserve that. Um, but Gran Turismo was good too. Like people thought that that was going to be like a dumb, stupid movie, and like wh- how are they going to make a movie about this? But it's like based on a true story. It was really. I don't know if you guys watched, it, but it was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, great. Actually, a category most people wouldn't think would be close, but I think it was close, and people. Give it credit for. Yeah. I, and like you said, like Last of Us wins everything. But in this case, I yeah. think all the actors were really good. Like Last every, of Us was, was a great show. Yeah, this sure. is probably one of the only categories that I have something to speak on. And I actually thought that Castlevania Nocturne definitely deserved to win this category over the mm-hmm. Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. Um, Interesting. You watched both of them? I like did. You finished them? Yeah. Absolutely. And my reasoning for that is Castlevania Nocturne <laughs> does so much more for the Castlevania IP than The Last of Us does in terms mm. of expanding the universe, introducing you to new Belmonts, um, kind of reinvigorating the series. It makes me want to go back and look at some of these entries that are very, very old. And I did a little bit of you know Googling. The last Castlevania title that was set to come out was in 2000, and it was canceled. And for this show to come out on Netflix and reinvigorate that IP and make it um, kind of talked about again... I think does more for that IP than The Last of Us does, despite how good that uh, that Gary episode was. Yeah, of the last like episode three. Yeah, the, don't get me wrong, Last of Us wins. I'm not going to complain, but for me personally, I think Castlevania Nocturne does more for the IP than The Last of Us show did. And on top of that, um, just there's a lot of people that are out there that are like this is an anime. I don't want to watch it. This is not an anime. This is more of a Western style cartoon that's M rated than an anime. So if you're turned off by like the weeb anime things, don't be turned off by this show because it doesn't have like the starry eyed, you know, large uh, chibi characters. It's very, it's a very serious show. It has a lot of violence. Large what? <laughs> you know, the chibi eye. I know. You know yeah, I thought you were going to go where there's <laughs> other large things in anime. <laughs> but that's my two cents. I do think Castlevania deserved to win this category, yeah. but I'm not going to fight it too much. Yeah, I heard great things about Castlevania. I didn't mention Castlevania, but um, I know you're a big fan. I, I think every show was... And I actually really like this category. I know that... I think you were kind of mixed on it, Tyler, but I think these days there's a lot of really good adaptations. Uh, like the quality is much better than in years past. Feels like. Yeah, uh, I'll leave it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We can move on, but I think last year was fairly. I don't remember last year, but I, I think last year was okay. What one last year? Getting better. Uh, uh, it'd be Cyberpunk. Yeah, that's or no, was it, was it Cyberpunk it was or was it Arcane? Oh, it was no. Arcane. Were those Cyberpunk two going Glock? up against each yeah. other? Yeah. Oh. That's what I mean. Like last year was that, pretty that's good too. Fact. Yeah. I think it was only those two though. I don't know that's if there's fair. like other <laughs> other things. All right. Uh, next one is most anticipated game. We have Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Hades II, Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth, which I did not remember was on there, <laughs> Star Wars, Outlaws, and Tekken 8. And then Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Tekken 8 snubbed, one. obviously. Uh, I wanted Star Wars Outlaws, man. I know. 
you guys. So what what uh, what about Star Wars Outlaws is getting you? I just want your good blood pumping. Star Wars game that's like, I love the Star Wars universe, like yeah. just like the the basic Star Wars universe. But I just want to like, I don't want to be Han Solo in a video game. Like that's it. That's all I want. I don't know. That's like, that's, that's a that's good it. dream, man. I, like I, Jeff, you wanted that, right? Yeah, like I I also voted for Star Wars Outlaws, and and for me, um, Star Wars has definitely been giving me some of that fatigue not because i'm tired of the content but i'm tired of the large blown out jedi stories in in this huge universe that is so rich um i'm a big big fan of like rogue one i loved rogue one as a movie uh and i would love to see more star wars games and even just media outside of the books tell stories in this really rich universe now the trailer for um, outlaws kind of turned me off. I'm like, oh god, we have you know this outlaw in a cantina. Like I, that, it, this looks so familiar to me. Um, but I think they did that just to grab people. And I think this game's going to be really special. I was shocked mm. that Rebirth won um, over Outlaws or even Hades too, just because I know a lot of people are excited for a Rebirth. I am as well. But we kind of, I feel like you know what Rebirth is. For me, if I'm looking at most anticipated game, it's a game that I'm kind of questioning. There's, there's still some questions about it. Um, John talks a lot about how Rebirth has basically already shown the entire game. I've kind <laughs> of tried to turn, put my blinders on and not look at anything because they do show everything. So that I was just really surprised that Rebirth uh, won this category. I slightly disagree. I think Rebirth deserves it. Um, I mean, we're talking about one of the most popular games of all time. Uh, and I think... The thing that's really, you know, people are questioning about this is this is like the Empire Strikes Back. Like you have to nail this one because like the first remake was like the first 10% of the game. This is like the core of the game. So there's a lot of pressure and I think people are really excited to see how it's going to go. Me included. I am. I'm super pumped for it and kind of nervous, but. I think it has the potential to be one of the greatest things ever made or one of the most disappointing <laughs> things ever made. So it's, it's, I don't think there's a lot of middle ground. Um, but yeah, Hades two would probably be like my second place. I would say, um, I'm really excited, uh, for that as well. Yeah, And I, and I want to see Tekken eight, but it's not like I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> yeah, to, to uh, I'm curious though. Because I know you're, I love, so Tyler is so into Tekken. Every time he talks about it, like, I get excited it's my for cousins, Tekken. man. I know. But yeah. it's like, I want to see what the story is, and you're going to be like, oh, dude, this yeah. happened. I'm going to not know what's going on. You can you can get down on a rabbit hole like, yeah. with every character, yeah. which is cool. I love it. Um, all right. So then we have Best Esports Team, which is Evil Geniuses, Fanatic, Gaming Gladiators, JD Gaming, and Team Vitality. And then JD Gaming pulled that one out. I'm just going to be real quick on this. This was bullshit. JD Gaming <laughs> lost at Worlds. Like, yes, they won almost everything, but they couldn't get to the finish line. They should not be rewarded for that. By definition, they're not the best. If you can't win Worlds, you shouldn't win this award. Like, you have to win your championship to be qualified for this, in my opinion. Sure. And I don't know the other teams, but I'm sure the other teams are probably the champions of their league. <laughs> so that really upset me. That's all I'll say. Uh, yeah, I think we can breeze over this category. And in fact, the only thing that I'll say about this category is I do think that this is one that can either be not eliminated, but maybe grouped into one of those sections where they kind of rattle off winners just because 
I don't think the average video game player or watcher, if even if you're on Twitch a lot watching streams, I don't think they're familiar with all the different teams even within one game. I think it's very difficult to be fluent in all those different sure. things. Yep. So I do think that this is a category. I don't want it to be eliminated, but maybe just go and, and, and lump it in and in the pre-show. I think my thing would be I would love to understand the background on why you should care because this this is never going to change and people are never going to get into it unless you give them a reason to get into it. So even, John, like when we're talking and you're like, oh, because uh, uh, was it FaZe or whoever? Or who, who well, was I was talking, talking about JD Baker. Gaming. JD Gaming was going for the Golden Road, which is... Or, they, uh, they, uh, sorry, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. Uh, well, I was just, you know... I think on one of our episodes, I was like talking about the background. Yeah. It was like they have the, an opportunity to win every event of the year, and it's never happened, and that would be right. a huge deal. But like that, like that background, and like it doesn't have to be part of the show. But like if right. if it's going to be like you're just flying through stuff, just be like here are these different ones, and then like this is why they're up for it, or this is like it, it was. Uh, I'm sorry, Faker. So oh yeah, for yeah. the mm-hmm. the athlete, where it's like. Oh, when you told me his background, or you told me how he like hoisted everyone on his back and just like, yeah, did this huge like that is cool. That makes me like have somebody to root for because I think people just by default want to root for something. Like everybody wants an opinion. Everyone wants to back someone, right? Like no matter what it is. Oh, I put on this color. I'm part of this group. This is how I am. Right. Very few people are truly like, I don't care. You know, like at the end of the day. So to get people jazzed and, and to do that, like I think th- these are one of those categories that you could bolster if you put the time and effort into it. It's just like clearly it's it's about not the narrative. There. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say the same thing. I a hundred percent agree. So kind of on the esports train, best esports game we had Counter Strike Two, Dota Two, League of Legends, PUBG Mobile, Valorant, and Valorant One. I think deserve that. Yeah. Valorant's popping off. Numbers are huge. It's a it's a great game uh, for the esports model um very exciting it, it has your counter-strike elements obviously but with an overwatch flavor with abilities but not too much i think it's a perfect balance i think it's incredibly well balanced and one of the things that it does bring me back to valorant is i think it has some of the best matchmaking that i've seen in terms of matching and queuing you up and ranked with people your skill level, you might have every once in a while like somebody smurfing and things like that. But uh, I play a lot of league, and, and so does John. And something that I've realized in trying to climb this season is I'm somehow getting people two divisions below or like you know a division ahead of. For some reason, the matchmaking this season was really wonky in league, uh, and it really made me appreciate the matchmaking in Valorant. So I, I think it's well deserved. Sweet. Also, uh, quick, quick. Uh, 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 Counter Strike Two shouldn't be on there. Well, I, I don't even think they had a tournament for Counter Strike Two. So yet. Nate, I think, said that Counter Strike Two is essentially Counter Strike, just better graphics. Yeah, but they're like the tournaments for this year were, were all just original Counter Strike. Like they haven't transitioned yet. I'm pretty well, sure. I, I think his argument is it's the same game. Uh, sure. I don't know, but they haven't transitioned. I'm not yet. sure. <laughs> well, didn't win. I don't so. think. <laughs> I'm just saying. I was. I'm an old man yelling at the clouds. <laughs> Uh, best esports event. We have the 2023 League of Legends World Championship, the Blast TV Paris Major 2023, Evo 2023, the International Dota 2 Championships 2023, and Valorant Champions 2023. Uh, League of Legends World Championship won that one, which uh, I voted for. 
I, I think people were upset that Evo didn't win. I know that Evo popped off this year, and it's always a great event, which I agree. But I think League is deserved, and I will just say because it broke. Uh, it was the most viewed eSport event ever. Um, and I think when you break a record like that, you, it's hard not to vote for that award. So, I was one of the people that voted for Evo, and I, I'm not going to argue against John. I think he makes a great point. I would not, I'm not upset that. League of Legends one. I'll put it to you that way. For me, this is very similar to The Last of Us versus Castlevania um, argument. Um, of course, League of Legends, one of the largest esport events of the World Championship, is going to be huge. But for me, I love what Evo does for the fighting game community. I love that it gets all these different games their little um, spotlight. And I think it, it really highlights a category that usually doesn't get a lot of love and that's the fighting game community so I, I love that you know there's smash bros brawl in there i love that there's some of these older games i love that i, I love seeing these uh i don't know if it's skull girls or like these games that i'm not even familiar with and you can watch and and you see how hype the crowd gets for these smaller games that's really enjoyable for me but yeah not going to argue against league of legends i actually tuned into evo this year because like i I think they did a great job of, to Tyler's point, like the narratives, the hype, like they pulled me in because I was, I really liked Street Fighter six, you know, the look of it. And I'm like, oh man, this looks like a great game and I kind of want to get into it, but I'm terrible at fighting games. So I'm going to watch people who are good. Um, yeah, I think this was a great year for fighting games, a great year for fighting games. So I'm happy for them. But I'm, I'm kind of sad that Tekken didn't make it this year. Because if you could have Tekken, yeah, Street Fighter, and three. Mortal Kombat all coming out at the same oh. time, it would have been the big three. Yeah, that would have been sick. Yeah. All right. Uh, best esports coach. We have Christine Potter Chai, Danny Zonic Sorensen. I don't know. Jordan Sorensen. Gunba Graham, Remy XTQZZZ. <laughs> how do you yep. how do you say that? Is that literally what it is? Uh, uh, Quinodium, I don't know. Yoon, Homie, Sung Young. Yep. Christine Potter Chai won. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to say about this one. Uh, skip. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Congratulations, Christine. You did a great job. I heard good things about Zonic, but... Um, Zonic's the only name that even rings a bell I to me, so I don't think know. that's... Is that Valorant or Counter-Strike? Yes. I think he's the coach for Evil Geniuses. Anyways, yeah. I'm Here's not a thing. Knowledgeable on that one. Just use your real name. That's it. <laughs> Like you want to, you want to be on the same level as like professional athletes and sports and different things like that. Use your real name. No, we could do fantasy league with real people. No, no, I like the, I like having the gamer tag. <sighs> yeah, I know. Uh, we you can't have fake like, dude. Faker's like the best name. You get like good I don't names know, man. like that. Lee Sang Hyuk is uh, pretty good. <laughs> True. We can't all be Lee Sin though. Ch- look, if you really want your name to be Faker, change your name. To Faker, yeah, like go he all should. in. This point. Oh, you know what I mean? That's a great idea. I'm gonna name my kid Lee Faker, Faker or Faker Lee. Actually, whatever, I can't do know? that. If I name my kid Faker, it's too much pressure. Faker one. You know? Do we have to go through all these? <laughs> no. Does anyone? Do we care about the athlete? Do you want to? Okay. Faker. No, I. Faker deserves it. Zaiwu, Demon, Demon One, Hydra, Ruler, and Imperial Hal. Yeah. All honorable mentions, but Faker one. Faker did it again. One Worlds cemented himself as the best League of Legends player, probably the best esports athlete all time. He is incredible, carries the team on his back. I was telling Tyler that he was alluding to this before, but uh, he got hurt this year. He had wrist problems and he was out, and the team like lost every game almost. Yep. When he was out, comes back, carries them to playoffs, gets to Worlds, 
It was Korea versus the world. All the Korean teams were out except for SKT. They go up against China, sweep them. Amazing. Figures of that. That's what I mean, but like that is that gets you pumped. It's yeah. like, yeah, cool. it was awesome. It was so and awesome. No pun intended, but there's like a lot of legends in the league community, right? Like yeah. there's a lot of names that are gonna be remembered, but no one's even on the same level as like the unkillable demon king, yeah. Faker. It's that is, you know, the LeBron. That's the Michael Jordan of yep. league that sells the game. Like he helps sell the game. Yep. So. People who don't play league know Faker. It's crazy. Yeah. You mean Lee Hang Sang Hyuk? <laughs> yep. Hyuk? Whatever. Okay. Content creator of the year. We have Iron Mouse, <laughs> People Make Games, Quackity, Spreen, and Cypher PK. And uh, Iron Mouse won, who's apparently a VTuber. VTuber, yeah. This made me feel like I should stop streaming because whenever that speech was given i did not know what was happening i uh i showed my age i when we were all watching it i i, I was confused um <laughs> i didn't know what was happening i understood it so for some reason i understood how but i still i think i need to redo my entire image i think i get rid of the real the real life what killed jeff i think i bring in you go VTuber, I think dude. I, you gotta, I, you gotta I think, talk to the Danny Demon. I think I bring in some uh, new anatomy to what killed Jeff. Oh, yeah. Gotta talk really? to the Danny Demon. So? <laughs> no, but but say. it is. It was very interesting to see. For yeah. Me. Well, I mean, that's a whole new space and super popular. But uh, I know nothing about any of these creators, so maybe I'm getting old yeah. too. All right. I don't know. All right. On to the actual <laughs> Yeah, it only took 41 minutes. 41 minutes. All right. Best multiplayer game. We have Baldur's Gate 3, Diablo 4, Party Animals, Street Fighter 6, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. And Baldur's Gate 3 pulled this out somehow. I disagreed with this one a lot. So did uh, I, yeah. Um, I think Baldur's Gate 3 deserves a lot of the words that they're going to get. Um, this one, I don't think so. I, I think the multiplayer is good. You have to have a very specific group, and I think the best experience is by yourself. And maybe that's just personally, but it's tough. Like if you have someone else making choices for you, you know, dialogue options. It, it's tough not to have the ownership over it, and I think you lose something. Now you can like mess around and do a bunch of hilarious things. I don't know if you ever saw the video of the uh, four halfling barbarians. No. It is so funny. They're just throwing each other everywhere and blowing <laughs> everything. They um, put, they gathered all the explosive barrels in like Act One mm-hmm. and put them all throughout the Goblin Camp oh, and blew it up. Out, yeah. They blew up the Goblin Camp. Yeah. It was the funniest thing. So, <clears throat> um, I think Diablo should win this. Like I'm thinking about yeah. like the best experience when you're playing with the boys. Diablo is like that great experience. I was really taken back by Baldur's Gate winning this as well. I I could have seen literally any other game on this list winning, Um, (laughs) just because this the Game Awards is a publication based um, voting system, right? So some of the Mm -hmm. largest publications and editors are invited to vote and decide who the winner is, and. I listen to quite a few podcasts. It's probably my largest amount of media that I intake. 
Um, so for instance, IGN, Last Stand Media, not that Last Stand Media would have been invited to vote. Um, Destructoid, Polygon, I listened to all their podcasts and not a single person mentioned playing this game multiplayer during the months that they covered Baldur's Gate 3. Not a single person talked about playing this multiplayer. So I'm really confused on where the votes are coming from. I don't know if they're coming from like the idea of what the multiplayer could bring, the openness, like sure. But I don't know anyone who's playing Baldur's Gate 3 and saying, yes, the multiplayer is the way to go. I just don't know how you get past the D4 multiplayer, which I really enjoyed, the Street Fighter 6 or the Mario Wonder couch co couch co-op like to me those are don't like, you dare i haven't, pl I haven't played it in the same breath <laughs> smart I, I haven't played yeah. it but yeah you get what i'm saying like i don't know like street fighter 6 you're playing with your friend you on need the couch it. yeah like street yeah. fighter 6 is better even for the party animals yeah it's yeah. like that's you know so this playing with your buddies this really kind of confused me but yeah yeah like, no i agree with you guys uh, all right, moving on. We have best sim strategy game. We have Advance Wars one, I guess one and two. I don't know how they wrote this down. Advance Wars one and two reboot camp, uh, City Skylines two, Company of Heroes three, Fire Emblem Engage, and Pikmin four, and Pikmin four one. <laughs> so, what was this category? Sim. This was best sim strategy game. Oh, and they coupled it with strategy. Okay. Which again, another category that's like bizarre to me the, so it's it's weird because this year so many sim like city simulators came out like a ton yeah like Family steam world build uh the uh city skylines and then uh against the storm just launched yesterday all on game pass like just those three alone are enough to yeah i don't know it's crazy yeah the only thing i'll say about that category is it seems like those are two game genres that they bunched together because maybe not enough games release in that court category throughout the years because that to me are are two very different types of games so to that's one that I can't even comment on I don't I don't know how you vote on that and and it sucks because like you had things like uh like Wargroove right like that is covered by IGN like like big publications cover these games so now are they like triple games no are they any games yeah sure but like why they're excluded from that where Wargroove is literally Fire Emblem, Advance Wars, like those are the same games. Like they, they, you could find enough to split it and stop. Like I don't know. It just, I think yeah, I think they need to be a little bit more thoughtful about yeah, because it just seems like a throwaway category, right? I mean, well, it's like okay, yeah, compare Pikmin Four with Advance Wars because those are anywhere close yeah, to each other. Exactly. Although I heard Pikmin Four was good, so yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure it is. Uh, all right, best sports racing game. Uh, again, best sports slash racing game. So we have EA Sports uh, Football Club 24. We have F1 23, Forza Motorsport, Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 Turbocharged, and the Crew Moto Fest. And Forza Motorsport pulled this one. This might have been the weakest category. Uh, none of these games were that good. Uh, Forza, I was extremely disappointed by Forza. I was looking forward to it all year. Didn't, didn't it wasn't it's not a bad game per se but it it didn't run well uh very heavily lacking in features i mean i went through this on the cast but and the reason they have to put in racing is because sports games are that bad you can't just have <laughs> sports game. show me the last time a sports game won this category it's been racing for the past five years i bet because sports games are terrible that's fair yeah 
I just don't think they iterate, right? So like Football Club, <laughs> that's FIFA. They can't use the FIFA name anymore. Right. Um, FIFA is a huge game, just like uh, NBA 2K. Um, but these games don't iterate, they, and it's very hard to award them something when they are pushing out the, a game every year. They might add new players, uh, maybe a, like a new a new stick or a new dodge or 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 they'll em. put or they'll put the features back in that they removed during Correct. like the the generation swap. In in Madden, they are putting features in that were there twenty years ago. Yeah, it's the most disgusting. They did practice. that with NHL constantly. Yeah. Like whenever they you got the new console, yep, they would strip it back where it's like, okay, you're on the ice. Yep, <laughs> that's it. Yep. What I yeah. would have liked to see from this category is almost. A sim approach you know we just got we just passed the best sim game um, I have a friend out in Cali who's also named John who has the entire race set up with the chair with the hydraulics so he's mm. he has the VR and he's in the chair whenever he breaks he feels it in his chair whenever like and he plays a very high sim type of racing game where if you crash off the course you're done mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know which game he plays, but I don't think it's listed here. Uh, so I would have liked to see a little bit more of those hardcore games yeah. being acknowledged because they have a huge community. Um, but it's not really highlighted ever. So I don't really know what you do with this category. I, it, to me, it seems like whichever one doesn't fail as bad <laughs> as the other. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing is like you have your Madden, you have wrestling, you like you, you know where's the WWE, where's your UFC, yeah. where's your, you right. know, these like, games are all shit. They're right. all terrible. Right. But then like, it's the biggest you're scam the king in of gaming. The bad games. It's the biggest oh, scam in gaming. Let me qu- ask you a question: Can you put WrestleQuest in this category, which is sure. a wrestle RPG, wrestling yeah. RPG? It should win. Done. It should win. I, I mean, these games they're all. They'll, ne- they'll uh, never do this, it. I, uh, this category I, I might, makes me the most angry. Roll back on that one. That might be, uh, <laughs> that that might one be an RPG more. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> or indie or something. Uh, anyway. Okay. Uh, best family game. We have Disney Illusion Island, Party Animals, Pikmin 4, Sonic Superstars, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder. Uh, and Super Mario Brothers Wonder 1. Um, best family game. Yeah. I don't have much to say. I'm not touching this one, but Tyler, feel free. I actually voted for that one. I don't oh. think it's. Yeah. I, it's got to be the best I game out of those. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like Super Mario Brothers. Wonder. I think it is a a bad Mario game, but they should have had Hello Kitty Adventure Island or whatever. I, so here's the thing with this: <laughs> is you can be uh, like Yoshi and like you just can't die. So like I could see it where okay, you have a kid, you and your kid are playing, and like you can play your Mario game while like your kid isn't like dying constantly and like wasting your lives or something. Like you know, like I could I could whatever I could see it. Uh, okay. The rage is no, no. It's fine. We'll get there. There. Uh, best fighting game. We have God of Rock, Mortal Kombat One, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl Two, which I did not know was a sequel. Uh, oh. Pocket Bravery and Street Fighter Six, and Street Fighter Six obviously won that. Good. Mortal Kombat was not good. Oh really? It was. It was I very. You thought it was solid. It was fine. Oh. It was like I think the story was. Very on like when you when you set it up as we're rebooting the whole thing and then it's like but it's gonna be pretty much the same thing. It's like okay, man, like either completely redo it or just keep building on what you've already done for the past three games that have been excellent. It was a good opportunity. Nine, ten, eleven were awesome. Oh yeah, it was a good opportunity to like flip things on their head, like maybe different character arcs, right? Yeah, making like a bad guy slightly good and a a good guy slightly bad is not. I don't know. Yeah, not a starting from. It's not compelling. One. Yeah. yeah, I think Street Fighter deserves it. 
Street Fighter is. I'm forever impressed for with what Capcom's doing with Street Fighter, even yeah. if um, you know they might falter some at some points. I really, really hope Street Fighter Seven, you know, five or six years from now, goes back to a little bit more of a 2D cell shaded hand drawn style. I don't think the style's bad, um, but Street Fighter for me and a lot of people probably peaked at Street Fighter Two Turbo, and that's on the Super NES. John, maybe not for you. <laughs> Like, no, I mean that's uh, the that's the heyday, right? Like arcades yeah. and that it, was like it was so sweet. Like I remember riding the bus and a friend that I got babysat would bring the cartridge and we would sit there on the bus and just look at the cartridge with Blanca like flying through the air and go to our babysitters and play it, play multiplayer. I was always play a Zangief for Dalsim. I don't know, just Street Fighter to me seems to have a very, very strong identity where Mortal Kombat might not, it, the lore's there, but for some reason it doesn't hold as strong with people. I agree. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, all right, best RPG, which I, I guess I haven't been really reading the descriptions, but we might get there. Uh, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Lies of P, Sea of Stars, and Starfield. And Baldur's Gate 3 pulled this one out. I shouldn't say pulled it out. I feel like it was a pretty much done deal. Like when this yeah. theme launched, it was like, oh, like <laughs> when developers are like, hey, hey, whoa, don't, this isn't the norm. Wait, wait a Easy minute. Easy killer. We can't yeah, do this we all can't. the time. Uh, it makes sense, but uh, well deserved. It's good. Uh, 100% yeah. deserved. Wasn't even close. Uh, I'm still upset that Starfield's on that list and not Octopath Traveler 2. Uh, so snub. Nobody even talking about it this year. That was a great game. Um, not perfect, but it should have been on that list. Way better RPG than Starfield. And Liza P should not have been on that list. That should have been in like yeah, action game, action, crazy whatever me. the two action categories are. Um, and I love. Why Souls isn't like, Cyberpunk on that? Like it's a like, DLC. <laughs> yeah, sure, but that's the thing is like you can't have it both ways. You right. can't put Cyberpunk in some categories, not others. Either it's in the rewards <clears throat> and agree. it's eligible, right. or it's not. I don't agree or with it. The best DLC category. Sure, yeah. but it's it's one of those things. Like I don't agree that it was in the rewards to begin with, but if it's in yeah. there, put you it on put this. Everything Star, in. Like it's better than Starfield. <laughs> I, I I think they should do best DLC, and then when you get in those situations, you just there's a really amazing DLC that comes out. That's yeah. the category it wins. I would and early access is kind of in the same ballpark where it's like I, I know best debut is and we'll get there, but it's, but it's more about like people that made their first game and stuff. And like I get that, and that's a good category. But I do like the idea of like, what's the best early access game that came out, or the be like the one that like took took off, and it's still early access, but like, man, you, I feel good about dropping the money to to play this now or right. something like that. Star Citizen, yeah. This is just one last note. I I am really surprised. I said this at the beginning of our podcast that best role playing game wasn't given time to talk. I I thought that that's one of the larger categories, and and Sven was not given time to talk. But yeah. Oh well. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. So, best action adventure game. Now, to be clear, for the best action adventure game combining combat with traversal and puzzle solving. Now that we have Alan Wake Two, Marvel's Spider Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, and Zelda One. Uh, deserved. Definitely think that's deserved. Um, I know Jeff's not a big fan of it, but. Everyone else is. <laughs> but Alan Wake shouldn't 
be on there. Alan opinion, Wake should right? not be on there. Resident Evil should not be on there. Yeah, they're, they're strange. That's not traversal. You I, could have. I mean, we talked about this. You could have a best horror game mm-hmm. category. So many. I mean, three, it'd be close. Yeah. Yeah. Resident Evil, Dead Space. Um, I'm sure Alan Five Wake, Nights at Freddy came out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there's other games. I mean, they wouldn't win, but I'm sure there's other horror games. You could at least give them nominations, give mm-hmm. them some publicity, and it's a great year for those horror thrill, you know, thrillers, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah I don't know. This is this is a tough category. I agree with you. Like, <sighs> I don't know why Resident Evil Four <clears throat> is on there. I haven't gotten too far in Alan Wake, but yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. I don't think anyone would argue against it. Spider-Man no. has great traversal. Puzzles are abysmal. Yeah. Um, Star Wars is... I, I Honestly, if it wasn't Legend of Zelda, I think Star Wars might be it for me. Uh, mm. Even though I kind of bounced off that one. like I got it maybe halfway through. But You think Star Wars is better than uh, Spider-Man? Uh, is it total package? I think so. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Um, Spider-Man just really... The more I think about Spider-Man, the more it's like I liked being Spider-Man, like fighting, and I liked swinging. Yeah. And everything else about that game from the, like, story to the all the collectible stuff, it was just so, like, monotonous. Yeah. Spider-Man really disappointed me this year. Uh, we'll talk more about it at a later date, but I think that game does very few things well, and I'm shocked at how many people gave it such high scores. Interesting. Um, yeah, but then Legend of Zelda, I think it brings it all together where it's like, uh, yeah, the puzzle, like regardless of how you like the solving the puzzles and the different abilities that he has and if it's actually like Zelda or not and like that, like that's all up for debate. But the idea of cleverly solving different things in the environment and just forcing the game to do different things, I think is. I think it fits this category unmatched, yeah. super well. Yeah. 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 All right, uh, best action game, so not to be confused with action-adventure game. This is the best game in the action genre focused primarily on combat. So Armored Core 6, Dead Island 2, Ghost Runner 2, Hi-Fi Rush, and Remnant 2. And Oh, I'm sorry, and Armored Core. <laughs> I wanted a drum <laughs> Suspense, roll. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon 1. Yeah, this might be the category I have some of the least experience with. Um, I thought I did a pretty good job of hitting the the top games this year, but when I looked at this category specifically, I was like, wow, I missed a lot of these ones. So, um, Armored Core was kind of a surprise to me because the perception I kind of got from that is it was very hit or miss for people. Like if you like arm, if you're into that, it was amazing. And if you're not into that, like Armored Core, you hated it. So it was like boring or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. I was a little surprised by that one. Although I don't know what would win over it. So, or actually, I think Remnant did pretty well too. They all did. People were saying yeah. good things about that. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have too much to say on this one. But I am shocked that Armored Core Six won this category. I am a huge, 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 huge From Software fan. I understood going into it what Armored Core is, but I cannot believe that they released something that felt so dated. Um, with an opportunity to bring new people into the Armored Core series. Uh, I'll I'll talk about it again at a later date. Um, But I cannot believe that this won over Hi-Fi Rush. I'm maybe Mm. halfway through Hi-Fi Rush right now playing it. And that game is genius uh, in terms of filling out what this category explains itself to be. And 
I actually think Armored Core Six should be like the last <laughs> of the of the. I think you're. I think you're 100 right. Yeah. This is. I mm. I don't know what, you know, publications voted for Armored Core Six to win this category. Did you guys do Ghost Runners? Did that do well? I didn't do Ghost two. No, because I want to go through the first one. It looked cool. Yeah. It looked cool. I didn't. I didn't get it though because it was a purple on Open Critic. Purple guy. Oh yeah, it's, Which it's is, a great uh, game. We we only play reds here. Well, look, if I can only play twenty games a year, sure. Because you know me, if I start a game, I must finish it. Yeah. I I do not quit halfway. Yep. Even if I hate it, that's why I'm very hesitant to start games. Um, whereas Tyler will just like play, you know, play this for an hour, play that for an hour, just get a taste of everything. I'm like a sit down, eat Correct. the whole meal. Because uh, like my grandpa would yell at me for leaving anything on the plate. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. Um, yeah, I stick to the mighty guys. I stick to the orange guys sure, because it's sure, like sure. I need to know this is going to be good. It's fair. Um, but yeah, that looked good. I I would have liked seeing Hi-Fi Rush win this. Hi-Fi Rush would have been my pick. Uh, in all honesty, I think Dead Island might have been my my runner up there. No, I think that's like, a bad take. When you when you look at it playing, I'm not saying it was a good game. I, I think I scored it like maybe like a 75 or something yeah. like that. It was right. it was fairly low. But from a stylistic, just like running around and just killing things and yeah. stuff. I'm like, yeah, combat felt pretty satisfying. That's fair. So like if you're looking at it, focusing primarily on combat is the, the description for this. Yeah. It's pretty neat. But yeah, Hi-Fi Rush would have been my pick. I, I was watching uh, Jeff's stream, uh, twitch.tv, <laughs> What Killed Jeff. Um, and it's like, he was playing Hi-Fi Rush and I was like, because we, we haven't played it since January. I was like telling him that. Um, so it was a nice refresh. I was like, this game slaps. It's yeah. such a great game. I can't wait to talk more about it. That yeah. game yeah. is something special. So good. So good. And it dropped for quote unquote Shadow free. Yeah. Just here you go. On Game Pass. Yep. That was the Game Pass winner, dude. Dude, Microsoft started out so strong. We like had such year. high like hopes it was this like, year. Dude, it was ready. And, and then, then I'm, just, I'm like waiting for Forza. I'm like, dude, this could be a home run dude. year for... And then they just... Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Ugh. All right. Innovation and accessibility. We have Diablo 4, Forza Motorsport, Hi-Fi Rush, Marvel Spider-Man 2, Mortal Kombat 1, Street Fighter 6. And that's recognizing software and or hardware that is pushing the medium forward by adding features, technology, and content to help games be played and enjoyed by even a wider audience. And Forza won that. As they do every year. They win every year, and it's such bullshit. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't even really, as always, I think, Tyler, you share this sentiment. It's hard for us to even talk yeah. on the subject. I, from what I know, like, Forza kind of gives players that uh, might not be able to play the game a little bit of a of a, of a a track that their car might not be able to go off of. I, I, I could be completely wrong here, but that's kind of what I understand it to be. And... I mean, two years ago, they had a sign link, they had a uh, sign interpreter on. Right. I don't know if they still have that. They might. But, I, like, you'll boot up the game, and they have, like, text-to-speech already playing for the options. That's cool. Like, it's very thought out, I, which I, I would, respect. I would like to hear, um, oh, what's his name? Able, who, I can't remember who's Fortnite in charge guy? of uh, Able Gamers. Um, oh, never mind. No, he's, like, uh, Steven... Oh, I'm sorry, Steven. I can't remember your name. He does huge things for accessibility in games. Um, I would like to hear his take on it. I haven't seen what he says, but I mean, there's there's a dude that plays Fortnite with like literally a straw. Like he just sits in his yeah, chair with a I've straw. And it's insane. Yeah. Like, well, Jeff was telling us like a blind person was they took, playing Street Fighter or something. Yeah, yeah they, they, took, they took matches in at that's amazing Evo. Yeah. That's incredible. 
I guess, like, what do you do? Well, we don't have to get into it, but it's like, what do you do? Like, do, like, audio cues on, like, where they are in the screen and they stuff? They follow to... footstep sounds, yeah. yeah that's so yeah. awesome. It's like Daredevil, man. <laughs> it <laughs> is. so sick. Uh, do we care about the best VR AR game? Uh, Resident Evil uh, Village won that out of Gran Turismo 7, Humanity, Horizon, Call of the Mountain, uh, Resident Evil Village, and then Synapse are the ones. I was uh, pulling for Humanity. Apparently, that was a clever, unique game. Tyler game. This is a category that I'm forever hopeful, right? Like, I'm always waiting for the title that makes VR, I don't know, uh, special, I guess. Like, um, cements it as, like, yes. this is now a... This, this is, is the tech. This and, isn't early access anymore. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm surprised it has taken that long for us to get it. We really got, like, Half-Life Alex and Beat Saber, I think, are the two most popular VR games yeah. um, that push that hardware to where it... it I wanted to go gorilla tag, not a big gorilla <laughs> tag guy, but yeah, like I, I don't know. I, I, I'll just follow the voters on this one. I think half-life three will be VR. I think valves is waiting for VR to get to a point where they feel comfortable enough putting a full fledged game. Like half-life Alex was at the test little dip, you know, dip Half, toe in. Yeah, half-life Alex didn't do anything like new. But they, they, they almost pulled like an apple, I would say, where it's just like they just did it. I think better. they wanted to get so to a point like, where like you can look down, you have arms, you can see your feet, like, cra- like yeah. crazy good VR. And I think that's when Half-Life <sighs> yeah. 3 will come out because they do talk about this, I think, in like the documentary and stuff. Um, they put those games out only. Uh, Valve's philosophy is essentially is like they only want to make a game if it's pushing the medium forward. They're doing something unique and new, which I respect. So, mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why their games are legendary. Um, so that's my... Conspiracy. Alex is great. I think the biggest downside for that is like if you don't have Valve's hardware, like if you don't right. have the new right. controllers, right. you lose something. I'm not saying you can't play it, but you lose a little bit of that. That's the, the old uh, Apple yeah. kind of... Dude, Apple's coming out with their VR stuff soon. Yeah. That's next year. We'll see. Uh, okay, best community support. We have Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 16, and No Man's Sky. Baldur's Gate 3 won this. Recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency, and responsiveness, inclusive of social media activity and game updates and patches. Um, I agree with this one, actually. The more I thought about this, uh, I know No Man's Sky does amazing with it. So many updates and patches um and i would have been okay with them winning as well that was probably this baldur's gate and, and no man's sky for me personally uh but baldur's gate man patches regularly they listen to the community so well they fix things that people are talking about they they did a whole epilogue you know a week before the game awards because people had you know you know the end was a little rushed some people thought and they did a whole epilogue they didn't have to do that that really fleshed things out, constantly fixing bugs, constantly communicating on social media. I know they had like a an outage at one point, um, where like people were losing their save progress, and immediately they were on social media. We're getting this fixed. It's going to take a day. Just yeah. very, very. They're amazing. They're they're amazing. Yeah, I I would maybe be a little bit confused at this winter before a uh, friend of the show, Nate kind of educated me on the early access mm. um, period and, and what they did throughout that. I, I wasn't aware of how much community feedback they took 
um, from that. It was a long early access. I want to like some, three years. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he kind of educated me on like how much they changed the game based off of feedback, and I think that's pretty cool and and is reflected in the final project of and how how happy people were with the game overall. So yeah. kudos to them. And I'm a big No Man's Sky fan, but like I almost disagree in that like, and maybe I'm just not in the loop, but. I get the sense that No Man's Sky, like Sean Murray and like his team, basically just go dark, and then every yeah. three months they come out and they're like, "Hey, we re- redid the whole game. Here you go. And like, here's a big <laughs> drop." And then they just go dark again. Yeah. So it's not uh, as much community back and forth. I, again, I could be completely wrong, and maybe I'm not plugged into those channels, but like, it always seems like it's just surprise drop, surprise drop, surprise drop, and it's, it's never like, "Oh, what can we do better?" It's just like, we thought you might like a mech. Is that cool? Here. And then that's, anyway. <laughs> no, I think but, Larry, like the description you were saying, like they're very active on social yeah. media. Just constant patching, constant communication. So, All right. Uh, we're going to go to mobile. Everyone loves mobile. Oh, God. <laughs> mobile. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> the description is, for the best game playable on a mobile device. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis, Honkai Star Rail, Hello Kitty Island Adventure, Monster Hunter Now, and Terra Nil, and Honkai Star Rail One, which I've never played. Uh, it's uh, it's Weeb City. I hear it's good. Uh, it's, I, uh, I, I hear uh, it might be the best. I hear. Yeah. <laughs> People love that game. Turn, man. It's a turn-based RPG. That's a mobile game. Um, very Genshin Impact style. Uh, I, I can't argue against it. I would have liked to see Hello Kitty win for some reason. I think that would have been like it, that. Almost uh, got the most cheers. Yeah, I, and Hello Kitty. I actually, so if, but like um, ironically, you know. Yeah, but it was hilarious. Um, there's a really great podcast out there called Wizard and the Bruiser and Couch Company podcast. Um, <laughs> but Wizard and the Bruiser did they kind of do these like um, episodes on you know, pop culture and things like that? And they did. They recently did an episode on Hello Kitty, and I learned a lot about why that character is so important, not only to Eastern culture, but also to Western culture. Um, I would have been really happy to see Hello Kitty. And it's recency <laughs> bias because I just listened to that episode. But I don't know. Sure, Honkai Star Rail. Yeah, Congrats. but that's that's no different than the uh, bless you. That's no different Thanks. than like the esports stuff. When right. you have a background, right. when you have something where you're like yep. you learn something cool about something, yeah, you're gonna root for it. Yeah. Like sure. Yeah. Anyway, agreed. Uh, all right, best debut indie game. So for the best debut indie game created by a new independent studio. Um, so it has to be a new studio, first game they put out. They have Cocoon, Dredge, Pizza Tower, Venba, and Viewfinder. And Cocoon won. Cocoon's good. Take yeah, away, this, is, this is you, Tyler. <laughs> oh, you guys didn't play any of these? I'm playing Pizza Tower next week, but I haven't played any of these. Let others. me know how you like Pizza Tower. I bounced off of that one. That was tough. Okay. It's a tough game. Um, at least for me. Maybe you'll enjoy that style um cocoon was really good i like cocoon for my money i thought dredge pulled me in more and i thought there was more to do cocoon is very one note so if you played limbo if you played inside cocoon is very much the same thing it's to the point of i thought it was the same studio which i apparently i was wrong um i did not get a chance to play venba i believe that's on game pass still and I was shocked because Viewfinder, I thought, popped up a couple times and we just didn't hear from them. Like, it's a cool concept. That's one where you take a picture and, like, use it in the environment to, like, make the environment real. So you look at the Polaroid and then you can walk into the Polaroid. That's cool. But, yeah, I mean, Cocoon was great. It's a very, very well-made game. 
Um, that's one of those things where like the lighting really got to me and stuff where there's such subtle artistic choices um, because in that game you're like there's like six different worlds that you're in and you can go world in a world in a world. So Jeff, I don't know if you like looked at it, but it's like if you're in like the green globe, um, you can take the orange desert globe into the green globe and put it in there and then like to solve puzzles and different stuff. It gets really trippy, especially towards the end when you have like all of them that you're juggling them all. But it does such a good job keeping you in kind of a sense of place and knowing which like biome you're in and stuff. So cool. It's deserved. It's, it's very good, but I, I dredge just spoke to me a little bit more. Uh, and then similarly, best indie game for outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. So cocoon again, Dave, the diver dredge sea of stars and viewfinder and sea of stars actually was the one to win this, which personally shocked i think dave the diver is pretty good uh, yeah i i thought sea stars was a really well made game though um especially if you're into those 90s rpgs like chrono trigger you know uh super mario rpg mm. kind of era which right? also came out which also came which out crazy yeah. yeah um people loved this game now that's a little bit before my time so it didn't quite hit me as much but i could definitely see it um it does have that kind of nostalgic and special element to it. Um, and I talk, I mean, it's just a really fun game. I thought it went in places I did not expect. Uh, I remember texting Tyler. I was like, dude, I don't know what the fuck is going on now. <laughs> Things just got crazy. Um, so it's got that kind of wackiness that old RPGs have where everything turns on its head and it gets crazy. Um, and I just think the combat was fun. It was just really po- well-polished game. Um, this is. So I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad at one. This is best indie, right? Yep. 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 If I was voting here, I would personally snub Dave the Diver as well, just because it is not. It does not fit the category. This was not published. This was published by a major publication. This does not fit the indie category. Um, this kind of goes into some of the drama around why it was in the category to begin with. And this is coming from somebody who loved Dave the Diver. That is a very special game. If you do not own Dave the Diver and you own a Switch, I highly recommend grabbing on the Switch, you know, sitting down on their couch with your loved ones and and just chilling and doing some diving. I love Dave the Diver, but it doesn't fit the category. It has so much. It had so much financial um, freedom. It had probably way more staff than a lot of the other indie developers, such as the Sea of Stars developer, whose name is eluding me right now. So I I probably would have pulled for an actual independently developed and published game for this category, and I'm glad Sea of Stars won. Yeah, I mean, you guys liked it, so like I'm I'm not going (laughs) to be angry at Did you play Sea of Stars? I did. Nice. Yeah. You liked it? I liked it a lot. It was good. It was a good game. I'm 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 glad. I, I don't. It. I personally don't think it has as much of a Chrono Trigger vibe as people were giving it. Outside of some of the combat, um, I don't think it harkens back to as that game as much as people were alluding to. But I still loved it. I, I think it was really good. I think the early combat was not doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was pretty it's, stale. And it, I didn't really understand. Like they didn't explain what you could do. It took a little bit to uh, ramp up, which is classic RPG, slow sure. start. <laughs> but yeah, once you get invested in it, it yeah. Gets, but like Final Fantasy does a, a much better job with that. Like Grandia did a good job, where like the combat was like, oh, it's bringing you know you you get it. Yeah. yeah. And Sea of Stars, I, I didn't quite grab it, but yeah, I mean, fair. yeah, 
All right. Uh, best ongoing game. <laughs> Uh-oh. Rage. Yeah, All comes. right. We have Apex Legends. We have Cyberpunk 2077. We have Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Genshin Impact. One of these is not like the other, and <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 somehow won. Let's well, let's uh, yours, buddy. <laughs> yeah, awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. Explain to me, and now okay. So the the only experience that Cyberpunk evolved is can we make this game work? So to be fair, I guess yes they. They evolved the experience to not crash and glitch and be garbage. But no, it's my two cents. It's I, my two. I'm going to add two more. Like I agree completely. Development, development of ongoing content. This was not. There wasn't development of ongoing content. There was development of released content that was broken. Development of ongoing content is also not a DLC. A DLC is not ongoing. It is released. It is static. I don't understand how this won the category despite loving, loving the DLC. I I don't know why um, CD Projekt Red does the best DLC in the game, uh, in the video game industry. I don't think anyone really even comes close to their their quality of DLC. Um, But I don't know how you snub things like Final Fantasy XIV, things like... Fortnite. I don't even like Fortnite, but I recognize how awesome their community events are. And Final Fantasy XIV is the the second most popular MMO right now. Maybe the first. I, it kind of goes in between. I don't know how War of Warcraft Season of Discovery didn't even get a nomination. Maybe it was too late in the year, but it did release in November, so that really bothered me. Um, just confused. Personally. Dude, every Ubisoft game should be on here. Like it, every MMO ever made should yeah. be on here. That's still going on. Destiny Two, despite how trash fire that is right now, should be on here. Like the the idea that Cyberpunk somehow just does this. Like I don't know if Keely was just sitting there like, I don't know, where what do we <laughs> where do we put this thing? Like it's yes, I get it. It's a good piece of content that like. People should play. You need to know that. But that goes back to the whole, like, the make a DLC category. Everyone's come out with DLC. Yeah. Make a category. You had Horizons DLC it's, come out this yeah, year, right? It's crazy. You could fill that category up. But in, like, uh, it, 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 oh, man. I was, like, this is the only one that I was actually, like, legit, like, the fact that it won blew my mind. If you want to put it on there just to, like, nominate it and, like, shine a spotlight on a very good piece of content, sure. But to win that, like, I would love to be inside the the minds of all these other developers who have been slaving away at their game, especially at Fortnite, with how much they change it up and content and add and add and add and add. Like you can't, like you cannot sustain that, and somehow they do. Like all of these people, and then there's just Cyberpunk that goes dark for three years trying to fix their game. It was off the PlayStation Store for at least a year, like. And then they come back in, drop a thing. It's like, oh, this is 2.0. Yeah, that's cool. That's ugh. anyway. All right. The, uh, Don't need to be a to close the point. Best ongoing, best action game, and probably best multiplayer game are the three categories that had me scratching my head so much and and kind of questioning who is actually voting or like what kind of influence 
is is had on these winners because they don't make sense and and these publishers are not stupid people these are people that write about video games constantly so it, uh, to me something feels off and i i would really i wish i knew somebody on the inside that yeah could get like a fly on the wall yeah. to like were they just given options and it's like hey you got to pick between these or You're whatever right. yeah i don't know all right well that's it. Games for Impact. A thought-provoking game with a pro-social meaning or message. Uh, Space for the Unbound. Chance of Senar. Goodbye Volcano High. Chia. Terra Nil. And Venba. And Chia won. I, I don't have anything on this. I only played Terra for him, yeah. but, uh I heard Space for the Unbound is good. Yeah. But Congrats. I, I don't know. Yeah. I wish I played more. Yeah. The, this one's always, uh, you know. Yeah. Very impactful. All right. Best performance awarded to an individual an individual for voiceover, acting, motion, and or performance capture. We have Ben Starr from Final Fantasy 16, Cameron Moynihan from Star Wars Jedi Survivor, Idris Elba for Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty, Melanie Libbard, Libbard? I think that's right, Alan Wake 2, uh, Neil Newborn from Baldur's Gate 3, and Yuri Lowenthal from Spider-Man, uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. And Neil Newborn won for Baldur's Gate 3. Not surprised on this one. Uh, he was by far, Asterian's the fan favorite character in that game by far. So definitely, uh, and he did a great job. Uh, Nate was also kind of giving me some background on this too, where you know he's very dramatic, I guess, in that game. It's one way to put it, right? And they actually had to tell him like to tone it down because he was being too <laughs> yeah. much, uh, which I thought was hilarious because he's a lot uh, in that game. Uh, but no, it's a great character, great performance. I thought this was another category where everyone on it did a fantastic job, and I could see literally anyone winning it, and I'd be happy. Um, for me personally, I think it was Ben Starr. I really liked Clive. I thought his performance was really good. It's very dramatic. had a good range. But again... Idris Elba might have been the worst on that list, which is crazy. Because I really liked his character. I thought he did a good job, but like the other ones were definitely... I remember when we were watching this, you alluded to like this is a stacked category. I was personally rooting for Cam um, just because I love him in Shameless. Like So that was kind of a little bit of bias coming out. But yeah, congrats to to the winner. I might actually say I'm with you on Ben Starr. Like, the more I think about it, the more it's, like, normally I'm not big on the main characters of a Final Fantasy game. So, like, 10, it's, like, <laughs> yeah, like, whatever, like, you're here. Like, even Cloud, I'm not a big Cloud guy. Like, yeah. I know he's like on our top characters and stuff. But Final Fantasy 16, even though the game didn't resonate with me that much, I actually liked him as a main character where I'm, like, I, like I'm, I get behind him. Like, I, I think it was a good yeah. f- performance and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. I thought Yuri did a great job too. Yeah. Because uh, he got the Venom, and that's like, I could, it's like bringing me back to Sasuke from Naruto. Yeah. <laughs> He's I, got that Edgelord to him. I was like, this is. So he did the voice of Venom in Spider Man then? Well, when Peter Parker has the Venom suit, I mean. Uh, you know, oh, I see what you're saying. I got you. Yeah, yeah. And he's so he just, just getting like, darker. And, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And I'm I, like, I think oh, it was the besties that was talking about that, how they felt like that should have been the front runner because of what you just said. His. Yeah how he had to evolve that character and do different voices. And most of his voice capture was done like on really weird things like Peter swinging. Like, how do you like, you're not interacting. You're not voice acting with anyone else, but you're just like, woohoo. 
Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're you're saying every line twice. Yeah. Like that still blows so my mind. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, you do this line, but you're walking down the street. Okay, now you're swinging off the Empire State Building. I love that attention to detail. Yeah. It's very good. I think Spider Man's better than you give it credit for. I, I don't think it's that. It's going to be so. one of those things, too, though, where like I go back and then they just have it like he just says it one time. They just digitally somehow. Oh, yeah, <laughs> baby. That's a good point. Anyway. All right. Best audio design. Speaking of recognizing the best in game audio and sound design, we have Alan Wake 2, Dead Space Remake, Hi Fi Rush, Marvel's Spider Man 2, Resident Evil 4 Remake, and Hi Fi Rush won this one. I'm going to turn this one over to John. I kind of struggle with this category because I can't differentiate, you know, like I recognize that Resident Evil 4 did something really cool with sound and where the enemies are. Like I can get that, but I'm not really sure how to like elevate that above like a hi-fi rush or Alan Wake. Like, so I'm going to let you guys talk about this one. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think um, like traditionally horror games are fantastic at this because this is their bread and butter, right? Like sound is such an important element to a horror game to scare you because you're hearing things that aren't there. You're hearing voices behind you that, you know, makes keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. Um, so I'm glad that those got nominated and I could see those winning. Tyler talks a lot about Alan Wake 2 um, and all of the attention to detail they put in in the sound design with that it really is you know puts you in the shoes of the characters um when you're walking through the forest when you're in the dark place um hi-fi rush though and it it, i'm glad i was able to watch jeff on his stream what killed jeff twitch.tv uh they do a lot of really interesting things i mean it's such a crucial part uh, to the game i think that's factored into it you know, obviously the music is integral to the gameplay. Um, but there's a lot of details that, you know, I was listening to the game and I'm like, you know, you have these guitar riffs when you're making a combo or like the, you know, if you fail a combo, you get that, um, yeah, the the guitar kind of fail sound, like the guitar hero sound, like you miss a note or whatever. Um, I don't know what that's called, but anyways, there's a lot of little things like that, and it's just such a cohesive. I always explain like playing Hi-Fi Rush was so much fun because you get in this flow state when you're yep. nailing combos and you're just with the beat the whole time, right? And it's just ingrained in you, and it does such a great job of capturing rhythm uh, and uh, just pulse uh, that anyone. Because, you know, Jeff was even saying, like, uh, you know, I'm not good with rhythm games traditionally. But they bring you in. He was hitting these really – because he's playing on hard mode. He's hitting these complex <laughs> – these complex, like, polyrhythms yeah. on, you know, the enemies. You have to match it, and it's against the beat. And it's it was not easy to do. I'm, like, I'm sitting there, like, trying to count it out myself. Um, it was really cool what they did, long story short. So I'm happy that they won. I could see – this is another category very close down the line. I'm not angry by any stretch that they won. For me, I think a lot of what what I like about Hi-Fi Rush uh, specifically is it's not all audio. I think all the little audio things that they do as you're jumping and doing stuff, it blends really well and that's a feat in itself. So like, yes, they won, awesome. But I think so much of Hi-Fi Rush and staying on the beat is this like subconscious, everything in that world is pulsing, right? And, like, eventually you just, like, kind of tune it out. But, like, 
it's forcing you to hit a certain thing and it's helping you along visually on top of the audio stuff. So I think there's a lot that, that goes on there. The reason why I think Alan Wake for me was my my pick is because the range that it has. Like you don't think of it right away, but when you're in the forest, and I don't want to spoil too much for you, Chef, because like you you need to play this. But it's like when you're in the forest, uh, everything is so subtle. Where if if you look at something like a Resident Evil or even um, a, uh, a Dead Space for that matter, it, Resident Evil, you hear the wolves, you know something's coming at you, and then it, it comes at you. And like they give you these like audio cues to be like, hey, there's something behind you, there's something. Like Alan Wake doesn't always afford you that. Not to scare, like, I know you don't <laughs> like horror games too, but like you'll hear a snapping of the twig. And the, the crazy thing is, it's like you're in a forest, you hear a twig snap, and it's like it's the same twig snap. So that could be a guy sneaking up on you, coming at you, or it could just be a twig snapping in the wind. And I think just the environment and all the sound and stuff there is really, really good. When you get to the Alan Wake part, uh, they start bringing in a lot of whispers and stuff like that. And I think the whispers and like the way that they do the the, the sound is really good. Um, and you always uh, get kind of like, okay, like is is this ghost going to be aggressive or not aggressive? And and you start trying to pick out like the different cues really quick because if you hear a whisper and they're just like, ah, wait, wait, like, or whatever. Like it, you, you start to learn these little audio cues and you're like, okay, well these guys are probably bad. Or you start hearing the music swell a little bit and you're like, okay, well like something's going down. Um, I don't think there's a game uh, like jump scares aside. Cause that's another thing is like, they're just like, blah, you know, but the the train part do you remember like the underground thing where yep. uh, like the gang and everything and you, you it, there's a point where you have to go through not a train uh, but like you have to go through like a bus right you just have to crawl through this bus and I don't think I've ever been just so filled with like again sorry Jeff like awesome. so with dread yeah, and and just up. like it made like the specifically the audio like visuals and everything were there too yeah. but specifically the audio. I never wanted something to end so quickly. Like I was doing anything to get out of there. Must play, yeah, must play. Game. But but no, but but it's it, <laughs> no, it is. But the it way is, that though. that audio design made me feel in that moment, where I was just like, I can't physically do this. Uh, that hit for me like uh, hard. Uh. Uh, and then you have all the anyway. It's really good. You should play. I think I think a dark horse for this. I know we spent a lot of time on this one. Yeah, uh, I think it's a great category though. Dead Space did a fantastic job too, and I I think that was a dark horse for this one. It, it definitely deserves to be nominated. I really loved how they utilized metallic sounds uh, because you're in the spaceship, right? And that grating on metal is such an uncomfortable sound that they capture so well. Or when you're in zero grav and, and everything's and like every, muted. That and was really yeah. cool too. And there's no sound. They cut the sound out. Very, very cool dichotomy there. Um, things crawling through the vent. So again, horror games, it's their bread and butter. Um, and there were a lot of great great ones this year. Um, I would have been happy with any of those games, honestly. Yeah. Any of I them. think they were all, all great. They were all solid. Yeah. Dead Space, last thing is Dead Space was, and this might just be a me problem, I felt like the... I was having a problem with the location. A lot of the time in Dead Space, when I was walking, it felt like things were behind me when they were actually in front of me. I don't know if that was like a, a screwy thing with like my headphones or what. Right. But the the spatial awareness I felt was like slightly off. Not bad, but like there were plenty of times that I do like the quick turn behind just to like see what's going on. Yeah. It's just like oh, I'm just walking on a corpse or yeah. something. Right. 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 Anyway. Yep. All right. Uh, best score music. 
Uh, so for outstanding music, inclusive of score, original song, and or licensed soundtrack. Um, so I think the licensed soundtrack is a big thing in this. Right. Um, but Alan Wake 2, Baldur's Gate 3, Final Fantasy 16, Hi-Fi Rush, Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, and Final, Fix- Final Fantasy 16 won this. Uh, yeah, deserved. That's I agree with this. Final Fantasy 16 score is incredible. Um, Final Fantasy is notorious for having, or famous for having amazing scores, iconic tracks. Uh, this one was very, it was, the word that comes to mind is epic. It's a, it's a, definitely an epic. Uh, it's grandiose, over the top, which really fits the game a lot. Uh, you know, they go for this kind of Game of Thrones style, very dramatic, and I think the uh, operatic elements that, are infused in this score. You know, you have the vocal component, heavy brass, percussion is fantastic. Uh, It's just really exciting. And it's like, it's just in your face all the time, which can be grating sometimes, but it wasn't for me. It was because I think it just blended with what was going on. Like, it's just so over the top. You have to have a score that is also matches that. Um, And it did fantastic uh, job. So... The boss music for this is just, like I listen to it all the time. It's just so awesome. So I was glad it won. Yeah, the boss music is definitely what I remember a lot from that game because I, I'm a boss guy. I like combat. A little bit disappointed with the boss fights themselves from Final Fantasy 16. They are very cinematic, um, but I felt that like they lacked the luster of that moment that like overcoming uh, an enemy, even playing on the harder difficulty. Um, but the music itself really helped you feel the magnitude of those boss fights so uh, that's really all i can talk about on the on the subjects i'm not great at music and scores and and really picking up on those things while playing games i will say hi-fi rush does something pretty neat where i'm streaming that game and you're not allowed to do licensed music on twitch so they they there's an option to turn streamer mode on that replaces all of the licensed music with original music from the studio which i thought that was a pretty cool like like uh, just detail to put in like we realize that we can't release you know the licensed parts of these games to streamers but we're gonna make something to fill that and it still feels really really good while you're playing it so i don't even know what that game feels like with the licensed music but i really love it with the original stuff so i wonder how much you lose for that if it I, lose probably isn't the right word but i wonder how different the experience is because i think with hi-fi rush and the reason why i wouldn't necessarily say hi-fi rush is in my top for this is because while i think the licensed music is good or not the license but like the the music they create is good like the licensed music is really like really? wolfgang symphony like I, how do you have that fight without yeah. that song and i maybe right. they do i don't know like when, once you get towards it's like, i think it's like the last boss or close uh, to i've the listened end. to the whole soundtrack through yeah in preparation for like our with, like, the game side yes yeah um they have both on yeah yep. on their list and I think they do an incredible job of getting pretty close to the original while still being unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree. It's definitely the optimal experience is with the licensed music, of course. Like, you're not yeah. going to do it better than the OGs. But uh, I think it's a great point. I love when... I know that, like, um, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy did that, right? Because yeah. that was very... You know, the, the soundtrack's very important to that game as well. So they had a streamer mode, and... I, I like when they're considerate of the, of that. So, yeah. But again, I think it was a stack caller. I I would have put 
you know, we'll discuss this in our game of the year uh, conversation. I would put Octopath Traveler 2 on there. Yep. That soundtrack was incredible. Um, you talk about thematic music, some of the best character themes, you know, towns and stuff, very, very unique uh, and memorable melodies. Um, so that's conversation that's really the thing is like for me i need a melody i can hum yeah right like after the game awards i was humming herald of darkness for like the, <laughs> like save every morning yep. like that that was it so yeah i i think something to be there's something to be said with that and i think larian does a very good job both with divinity which is actually my favorite and Baldur's gate where it's like you have that theme and it's in a lot of the different tracks in like different ways and they incorporate yep. a lot and, and yep uh, yeah variations so. on the theme um yeah, the other games on there were, had great soundtracks too. That's the last thing I'll say. Yeah. Alan Wake 2, fantastic soundtrack. The uh, metal band that they have, the old gar- gods of Asgard, are just so awesome. And it's just cool that they incorporate it into the story as well. Yeah. Everything's so meta in that game. It's just such yeah. a great game. But yeah. Uh, we're on best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. So we have Alan Wake 2, Hi-Fi Rush, Lies of P, Super Mario Brothers Wonder, The Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. And the winner is? Thanks. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2. Yeah. Art direction, right? Yes. I'll let Jeff take this one. I mean, this is, this is your bread and butter, right? I was a little bit confused. I haven't gotten through very much of Alan Wake 2. I actually went back and reread, you know, what this category goes for, looking at creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. So at first when I read that, I was like, oh, maybe it's because of Alan Wake's, you know, tech, how realistic it is, because for me, it doesn't have that um, artistic direction. It's a very realistic looking game. It plays with some photo overlay from what I experienced. I know there's some, you know, a mix of graphics and imagery and um, what's the word for IRL? Live action. like <laughs> Live uh, action. I can't. <laughs> FMV. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just a little bit confused and I didn't really want to like argue against it because I haven't gotten very far into Alan Wake 2 yet because I'm struggling with not the horror aspect, but I literally just don't know where to go. Um, but for me, this does not define the art direction category. And Tyler, we were kind of talking about it during the awards of like, what are the different type of types of art categories? We have like a lot of cell shaded. We have that pixel design. There, there's all like, it would actually probably do us some good to sit down and create some solid artistic categories. Cause we always use well, different luckily descriptors. That's what we're supposed to be doing at the end. You know, oh. this is going to be a long episode, <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's the, those are our categories like yes. for Couch Company. Yeah. Um, this does not, Alan Wake for me does not devi- define art direction. It just doesn't really. Um, from what the, the award describes itself as, I would probably be going much more for Hi-Fi Rush or even Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, or not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I, I actually, of anything for Tears of the Kingdom, I think it does a great job incorporating new Zelda appearances, NPCs. I love the villages that I actually did see. Um, And there was another one in this category that I really was pulling for outside of Hi-Fi Rush. I can't remember what it was. My personally was Lies of P. Lies of P. Thank you. That Mm -hmm. was uh, Lies of P for me defined 
the technical achievement in artistic design part, portion of it. Yeah. It is such a new take on a Victorian, I think it's London. Uh, it could be wrong there, but everything that is in Lies of P just feeds off of these animatronic robots and you're picking up on their movements and it's this really interesting take on Pinocchio. I think, especially coming from a Korean, a South Korean developer, it's brilliant. I, I, I gush over Liza P. I, and unfortunately, the categories that it was nominated in, it was nominated in Best RPG. I don't yeah. know why it wasn't in one of the action games. Um, it, again, very confused on some of the nominations and the categories this year. But I think Liza P is a brilliant game. I, I would have loved to see it win Best Art Direction or Hi-Fi Rush. So I, the only thing that I will say with Alan Wake, and I, I, I just don't think you're far enough in yet. Okay. And it has nothing, I shouldn't say nothing to do with the visuals, but I think it's a blending of, when, when you talk technical achievement, um, obviously it's a very good looking game. Like you put Alan Wake on like low settings and it's like, man, this forest looks pretty real. Um, but I think when you look at it from, uh, even from a game design standpoint, uh, do you remember... Uh, I think it was Arkham Knight, either Arkham Knight or Arkham City when like Batman's in his own head and you're doing these things where you're walking and then you turn like the game's like is different because it's like changing the game behind you. Alan Wake does a lot of that. Okay. So like as you're going through stuff, um, you'll find, you'll be like, wait a minute, was I here or why did it change here? What's, what's going on here? And they do a lot of, I'll call it Matt, like sleight of hand stuff in the background while they're keeping this like high fidelity while changing the environment around you while effectively, like obviously when you're going like from place to place, you get the car video where it's like, okay, it's a loading scene, whatever. But like generally it's pretty seamless and they do some really cool stuff that way. So I could wrap my head around it from that regard. But yeah, if you're talking like visuals or art style or something, I think there are better options per se. Like it's a very realistic, good looking game. They do a lot of great stuff in the tech and the shading and the lighting and everything. And I thought it was very well done, but um, yeah, Lies of P I thought was just clever. Like I was just yeah. like, man, this is really cool. And it ran like, and maybe it's just because <laughs> it was like, I was coming off of, I don't, was it coming off of Spider-Man or something? But it was like, no, this was before all that. It was so <laughs> snappy. I was shocked. I'm like, oh, it ran this great. is so, it's like, 120 frames, fully maxed out. Everything looks great. There's no visual issues. It like there was no sluggishness on the control. I was shocked at how I turned it on and immediately could play it with no like tinkering on like the oh I got to change my uh, mouse speed or whatever. It was just perfect. And mm-hmm. it was yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think what you just said about Alan Wake too, for me personally, more defines the game direction category, which speaks to the innovation in game direction and design. I think that makes more sense for that award um, instead of art direction. But I completely hear where you're coming from. Completely I'm, agree I'm with excited you. to play Alan Wake too and get. Would you recommend playing with a guide if I'm lost and literally can't find like the clues? Like I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. So I think a lot of the time, whenever I was lost, um, you're missing something in your uh, mind, mind palace. Yeah. Okay. And and we'll get into that when we start talking about it for yeah other awards and things like that but um a lot of the time that i found is like i was missing one of the places so it's either talking to somebody in like your i don't even know if you're there yet uh talking to somebody in like your little interview mm-hmm. middle table I in your room at that point. yeah so like 
I was missing something there that was like, oh, I got to talk to this. And, and then you it on the board. sometime yeah. if you walk around enough, they'll be like, I bet I could find some answers <laughs> in my mind place. <laughs> but, um, also on your map, it, they have points of interest. Uh, so make sure to check your map. Um, there will be conversations listed and points of interest. So if there's a clue on the ground, it usually highlights it on the map. I don't even know if I have the map yet. <laughs> That's important to get. Well, so and that you don't. You could go the entire thing without getting it. But yeah. if you oh. if you walk up to a map, yeah. So if you're in a new location, so like where your car is parked, yeah, yeah. Did you talk? Did you look at the map? Yeah. Yeah, and so then that gives you the map it. for that area. Oh, okay, then I do have the map. Yeah, yeah. 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 But then that's... Every, every area has area different has maps. Yeah. yeah, you gotta make yep. sure you find them. Which I don't like. I wish they just gave me the map, but that's... Yeah. yeah, but then there's other things too where if you find there's a certain spot where if you're in the hideout of like a certain group of people, you could write down all of their information. So then they'll be like, oh, well, all these collectibles that... And then it'll right. show you where all those are and yeah. stuff. And yeah. it, it's kind of neat. neat. Um, all right, so a couple more here. Best narrative we have for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in the game: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Marvel's Spider-Man Two. Alan Wake, grab this one. Yep, uh, I was happy with this. I, I think this deserves it. Alan Wake Two, such a th- well thought out narrative. Um, the Remy verse is so cool. Like I went down a super rabbit hole when I finished the game. Like it's one of those games that'll keep you up all night and you're like, Oh, well this means that. And that means this. And they said this at the beginning of the game. That was crazy. And like, it's just, it was awesome. I'm so excited for the DLC. I'm like all the way in now. I've never played. I literally remember I was talking about it on the podcast. I was like, oh, I'm not playing Alan Wake. Fuck that. I've done too many horror games this year. I'm not interested. Didn't play the first one. Tyler's like, you gotta play it. And I, Put on my brave big boy pants, <laughs> stumbled my way through the forest, and in, I'm so glad I did because it was an extremely memorable experience. Um, I will say my runner-up, though, Cyberpunk, another one where you sit up at night like, holy God, like, what did I just do? I was depressed. The world's <laughs> a horrible place, and everyone's bad, and we're the bad guys. Everyone's the bad guy, but it was it just grabbed me. Yeah, I still think about that, and I'm like, oh, what a great deal. I think Jeff's right. They No one does it better. Than, no one. Uh, yeah, so that was a good point. What do you got? I, I don't have a lot here. I was kind of surprised that Baldur's Gate 3 didn't win it just from what I heard, but I guess that's more of like a, you know, a choice is a big appeal to Baldur's Gate 3, maybe not the narrative. I'm really, really excited to play Alan Wake 2 and, and try to get through it to experience what you guys are talking about. Um yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I, I This is a, a category that I'm lacking in. So what do you think, Ty? I, I like Talent Week 2 a lot. Like, cool. Baldur's Gate's really good. Um, I think the, the narrative is good. But the, the thing with that is it's more about, like, these smaller little experiences and stuff like that and, like, the stuff that you're doing. So, like, while you're shaping the narrative, I really enjoy that. There's something to be said of, like, somebody has laid all of this out so like with alan wake when you're going through it a lot of what propelled me through alan wake wasn't like i'm a big gameplay guy so for alan wake did i love the gameplay per se no like was it fine sure and like it 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 wasn't anything egregious but the story was so just like what like it's just like (laughs) a big question mark the entire time and it's like what is going on and then um you know to john's point it's just like i get through maybe like the forest i'm like 
I got to look up what happened in the first yep. game before going into this even more. And I'm glad I did. Like, I think that that helps it because then you catch a lot of stuff. But yeah, I think the story wise, uh, it was it was really well told. It it you could follow it. Like, I think you were confused, but like at the same time, it's not like uh, I was confused and was upset by it i was just confused but then that was propelling me forward to keep playing the game because i wanted to unravel it okay. um so i thought that was good i marvel i i spider-man i don't think really belongs on this list i think you could have so many other like options there like i shadow gambit i know is not on this at all and, and that poor studio is just done um but i thought story-wise like i'm like man these characters are way more lovable the story is concise and better and all the side quests are so like it was night and day better than than spider-man um uh, again not that spider-man's bad but it's like craven's my favorite spider-man villain and i don't know what they did with him you know like it was just such a weird thing where it's like i thought it was going to be one thing and it was nothing like it but also it wasn't better <laughs> like right. yeah so anyway I think I was surprised Spider-Man was on this list too, just because for that narrative, I thought it was mostly just the last 10 minutes of the game and the post credit scene. Like that was for me, the entire narrative. Uh, mm -hmm. I could even yeah. see Diablo four narrative on this list. And that might sound super controversial, but I really enjoyed where they took Diablo fours narrative. It's not the main selling point of the game. I could definitely see it above Spider-Man though. Um, I like Diablo 4's story too. Yeah. I thought it was good, uh, but um, yeah, I agree. Baldur's Gate, just to put a final touch on that, it does have a solid narrative. So, mm -hmm. like, you know, I wouldn't be offended if it won. I think you're right, though. The choices is, is really about it in, in the smaller kind of experience, like the characters you meet and stuff, right? Seeing, seeing their arcs. Um, so, yeah. That's yeah. all I say, <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. Uh, and then we go to best game direction. So, word yeah. for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design: Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Marvel's Spider-Man Two, Super Mario <laughs> Brothers Wonder, <laughs> uh, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Alan Wake Two won that. Yeah, I agree with Jeff's point. Uh, so I'll just reiterate that it deserved this category over the art direction because I think there's a distinct difference. Um, and this game, again, is so well thought out. Like, you know, Sam Lake is a nut. And he, you could just tell this guy loves, he's just so passionate about it. He sits down, he really thinks through everything. Like, you know, he knows where he wants to end up and the how they get there, it's just... I don't know. The attention to detail is incredible. Um, and it's it's hard to describe. It's just such a wacky game. Uh, yeah, and like I don't want to like build it up too much because like I don't want Jeff to go and be like, all right, I'm waiting to get my mind blown. <laughs> and then it's just like it's not there. But Dude, it's, it's soon, the first time he plays Alan Wake, that's when my, my brain was in a blender. I was like, what the fuck it, is happening? And it, it's tough to really kind of like with the game direction part of it because and like I don't even want to tell you, like there are mechanics that you get that are just like, wait what and then it's just like, like you all the different possibilities you can do and like to as you're kind of like solving a mystery-esque type of thing like it's it's really bizarre and like i don't even want to get into it because it's like you need to experience that and be like right. oh that's clever like i i felt like in this game more than anything it was like <laughs> oh that's actually kind of neat like yeah. oh i didn't okay cool i, I see what they're doing here um does it hit a hundred percent of the time no that's why it's not a perfect game but like 
man, they swing for it on a lot of stuff. And it just somehow works when normally I would say like, this is too out there. Um, because like meta games are, they can be way over like heavy handed and stuff. And this just somehow like pokes fun at itself in a, in a pretty good way. So it's like, Oh yeah. Like Sam Lake is in the game as Alex Casey, but also as Sam Lake in this interview. Like it's, it's crazy, but it's good. So did you watch like the, uh, did you collect all the videos and stuff? Dude, I have every single, so I got all the videos, I got all the lunch boxes, I got all of the, um, the caches, just everything, everything. The lunch boxes freak me out. So for the listeners, I have, I'm still in the first area, the literally the first area you come to in the game. There's a couple of uh, collectibles. I've gotten the lunch boxes. I'm like, what the? What the heck is this game telling me? What is it saying to me with these lunch boxes? And I'm not gonna spoil it. I, if you're gonna, if you guys are gonna play it out there, I, I recommend it even in the first level. But these lunch boxes are freaking me out. Did you get the dolls yet? <clears throat> you shut your mouth. Uh, <laughs> yikes. So I'm guessing not. No. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> is it worse than the deer? The deer is like the worst for me. The jump scare? Ah. No, just oh. the deer head. I hate the deer head. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It didn't bother uh, me too much. But I, don't know. I can't say the jump scares okay. get me. Yeah. The jump scares kill me, dude. I hate jump scares. Yeah. And like I was telling you, like the jumps they, they start full like they, they start screwing with you because it's like, okay, if I touch this door, I'm gonna get jump scared. You touch the door, it goes brah, and you're like, oh, okay. Whew. And then you walk through the threshold and they immediately hit you again <laughs> just to like really get you. Yep. Oh, Ugh. great game! Yeah. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I I did not think that I would like it as much. And like there there are a few things where it's like again because we're still in the the game direction. Most games and Final Fantasy actually was a a big I had a big problem with this where Final Fantasy it was like okay go to this tower and then it's like you know you're gonna fight this boss you know it's going to be three levels of blah 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 and it, and it just goes. And it's just like, man, I, it felt almost like I was just like getting like fatigued from it where it's like, okay, well, if I start this, I know it's going to be another hour to get through it, but it's going to follow the same formula. It's going to look real cool while you're fighting the things, but it's just like how many times Spider-Man, same thing. It's like, okay, I'm going to whittle this health bar down and then he gets another health bar and then I whittle that down and it's done with a few exceptions. But with Alan Wake, it was like, all right. To, to get to the next part, you have to get the the knife and the hat and the whatever. And it's just like, here's a list. I'm like, normally I hate those fetch quest things of like, okay, good, all these different things. But for whatever reason, it just made sense in the thing. And I was going and getting the stuff. And it, it just and like, how you get the objects. It just, yeah. Like, well, yeah it just, it it's felt, so well done. It felt better. <laughs> like so it was cool. just direction wise. I, I liked it. But, I agree though. I talked about that in my Sea of Stars review where it's like, I was very aware of the gameplay loop. Right, like oh, I go to this island and I'm gonna go through a couple stages, yeah, and just enemies, and then there's gonna be a boss, and it kind of repeats. So, yep, until the game just totally and turned like, on its head. Don't get me wrong; if you're looking <laughs> for it, like there's there's a gameplay loop to be had in Alan Wake, but yeah, the the thing that breaks it up is like because eventually you're just swapping between Alan and Saga, however you want to do it. They'll gate you on certain things of like, hey, maybe you should go see what Saga's doing. She's been sitting <laughs> in that hotel for uh, a while. Yeah. Um, but if you're like, you end a chapter, so to speak, and you're just like, no, I gotta, I gotta yeah. keep going. They let you There's do that. And then yeah. it's like, and then it's like, whenever it starts to maybe like, all right, I've been walking around New York for a long time now. It's like, all right, well then just 
take a break, go, go see what she's doing. And like, then her stuff takes off. And it's just like, it's a really cool way of like unraveling the story and kind of choosing your own path. And it's not such a, a set amount of time. It's not like, okay, every chapter is going to be an hour and a half. It could be, there was one that was like 15 minutes or something where I like, I walked through, I did a thing and it was just like this relevatory, like, wait, what? And it just ends. And they do a such a good job where it's just like, like a, this little like sting at the end audio cue and it just goes black and then the the licensed music comes on and some new song that they play is like a kind of relaxing thing anyway i could gush about that one for a while <laughs> all right final thing here we go <clears throat> game of the year recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields we have alan wake 2 Baldur's gate 3 marvel spider-man 2 resident evil 4 remake super mario brothers wonder and the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom Winner? I don't know why I just stopped. Uh, we have Balder, Baldur's Gate 3 1. No surprise. Yeah. 100% deserved. This is one of the best RPGs ever made. Um, the amount of freedom you get, choice that matters, right? Like, that's a big thing for me. Like, you know, I hate games that have the illusion of choice, and it's like you get to the same destination, anyways, which you're going to, like, you know, obviously you can't have unlimited choice in games. But they do an amazing job of like, nope, these people can live or die. That impacts the story later on. You can kill their backups and there's backups, <laughs> yeah, and to, there's the backups. backups to the backups yeah. to the backups. And you can just you can just murder people randomly. Yep. That'll impact they won't be there later. You know, how many games do you have like an unkillable NPC who sells you stuff like the merchant? Yeah. Uh, we need to, No, you can kill them and you will no longer be able to buy things from them. Um it was just an incredible experience. It's uh, the closest thing you'll ever get to Dungeons and Dragons without playing Dungeons and Dragons. Just the wackiness, the crazy things that happen, the nearly unlimited freedom you have to tackle different situations. The combat's fantastic. The spells and abilities straight from the source. Um, you really just feel like you're living in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, which is um, incredible. Um, so I, I love that characters were amazing. All yep. very unique. All have interesting backstories. Like it was just so well thought out. Like I was invested in pretty much all, my whole party and, and their character arcs throughout the journey. Um, it was just really cool to see that develop. Um, the environments too. I talk about this all the time. Like this has helped my DMing so much because like, I'm able to like for the first time see what the underdark looks like. And I'm like, Oh, this is how things are, you know, are looking and there's so much fungi and it illuminates the areas and these huge cliffs and these crazy beasts. Um, it was super awesome to see that kind of stuff like come to life. And, um, I can't say enough about the game. I know we've been going long, but it is incredible. I think well-deserved. It's one of those games that like, you know, People will remember this forever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm embarrassed that the only game that I can really speak to on this list is Spider-Man. And from what you guys have heard so far, I'm quite low on Spider-Man. Uh, I need to play a lot of Tears, a lot of Baldur's Gate and Alan Wake before next week. Um, the only other comment I could make is why Baldur's Gate didn't grab me as much as other people is because I do struggle with that combat formula. I know it's very open. I know it's very D&D, &D, but 
me as a gameplay person or video game, I just like gameplay. And that gameplay in combat really does not strike a chord for me, um, especially the D&D chord where when, you know, when we're playing, we get to describe our attacks or what happens. And in this game, you might attack or do this and it, it, it does it for you. You don't get to experience that explanation of like over the top, like how I killed this person or maybe you do. Maybe I'm not far enough in it. Um, and then for the listeners, I lost two and a half hours of dialogue progress in this game. Like I was really hitting my stride. I was like, oh, my God, like I'm making the choices. I'm getting these. This is awesome. What's happening in this character? And then I entered a cave and got insta laser beamed. I was like, oh, no problem. It's a modern game. It has auto save at least somewhere. Right. No, I lost all my progress. And I was like, well, on to the next one. It's uh, tough. Yeah. So I am I, I respect that at 100 percent. I would never argue against it. I think it's amazing. I can't wait to play it myself and dive in. Um, but I'll let. Tyler, take it away. Yeah, I don't want to go too too hard in because obviously we have our Game Awards next week, and yeah. I, I think Baldur's Gate is going to be a, a big thing. I think the thing with Baldur's Gate, and the reason why I'm like, yeah, hey, you won, great, uh, is because that game made Alan Wake better for me. It made me hate Starfield. It <laughs> it made me like uh, it was. It was almost like this kind of like this bar that you would think would be like okay RPGs, right? Like this game, you can do anything you want. You can be good or bad or make all these decisions. And then it really shine. Like it just shown this like massive spotlight on how meaningless Starfield is. Right. Like, and I, I want to like crap all over Starfield. Cause I feel like we've done that a plenty, but it's like coming off of a Baldur's gate where every single thing you do matters. And, and the characters are great and everything for Starfield, which is like, all right, do you want to try to be stealthy or do you just want to go in guns blazing? And then it's like, all right, well, like, can you, can I kill this person if I don't agree with them? Like, no, 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 they'll just, they'll kneel down and they'll get back up and they'll be fine. It's just like, it seemed like such an antiquated, just bad game. And and I think a lot of that has to do with Baldur's Gate. I think if I did not play Baldur's Gate, would I have thought Starfield's like game of the year? No, but would I have probably thought higher of it because my, I didn't know what was possible in a video game. Like that's something when Baldur's Gate could be like, here you go. This is, this is what we did. What you didn't think was possible. It is. Oh, you, you want to blow up the entire, you know, goblin camp. Like you were saying with all these barrels that you stockpile because whatever. Sure. And I think the main thing, like, you know, you're talking about combat, uh, divinity. Now granted, I never played divinity by myself, so this might be a little bit different. But Divinity, I felt like I was, whenever I was doing the combat stuff, I would try something and I maybe like 70% understood what I thought would happen, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 this is my plan here. And then like the environment interacted in a weird way or something, I miscalculated the spacing or whatever and it just, it all didn't work. Where Baldur's Gate, I'm not saying that never happened, but I felt like my plans in Baldur's Gate were much more rewarded and that's the best way I can kind of describe it for me personally where I'm with you I, I don't typically like that type of combat but Baldur's Gate when it clicked and I, I felt very comfortable with my set skills and what it was doing and stuff it was good and it always made me want to experiment and try different things and I never felt like I was like getting screwed over where maybe Divinity which Larian's game before this I, I felt maybe I was getting a little bit more screwed over could have been it was just playing multiplayer and and things just aren't jiving because it's three people trying to do something um but 
good for them. I, I think that's partially why maybe Alan Wake won game direction. Mm, that makes sense. Um, where I think it deserves it. It would have it would have flipped right. So like if if Alan Wake won game of the year, then I think Baldur's Gate would have been right game direction. Which right. just from a sheer amount, like yeah, it's, it's also incredible direction. Is it probably harder to direct a Baldur's Gate three? Oh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> like, you're pro- yeah. yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> so I don't know. So many permutations. Yep, permutations. Uh, it's of, also worth uh, noting uh, that the People's Choice also picked Baldur's Gate three. Yeah. So it's just like that is that's not a surprise across no. the board. Well, it had to win. Like, it had to win. I think it was between that and Tears of the Kingdom, right? Yes, that, that's yeah, the I surprise, so. right? Like I, I think, think the so. majority, like if nothing else, the fact that this D and D Baldur's Gate game got enough popular vote over so Cyberpunk, uh, Genshin Impact, Marvel Spider Man two, Legend of Zelda. And I'll tell you, going on X. Every single one of these, like for every Baldur's Gate, there was someone saying Alan Wake. For every Alan Wake, there's someone saying Zelda. And they're like, oh, I can't imagine how pissed off these people are going to be whenever Marvel comes in and just sweeps <laughs> or something like that. You know, but like people are, it, it was very, very well divided, more so than I would have thought. Yeah. Um, so from my yeah. perspective on that, I feel like not enough people played Alan Wake. You know, it's a horror game. I, I think. I, I I would view Alan Wake as the least played of these games. Yeah, the games. agreed. Yep. Yep. Um, Tears of the Kingdom, in my opinion, divides a lot of Zelda players, maybe by like thirds. So like two thirds of the people that like Zelda, like like Tears of the Kingdom, one third probably don't. Like I probably fall into like the one third of people who aren't necessarily enjoying the new take on Zelda. And then I just think Baldur's Gate is really hard to argue against. Like you can't make an argument against what it does and how well it does it. So I, I, I'm not surprised at all. Yeah, I would say this too. I think we saw this with um, Elden Ring last year. That was last year, right? Mm-hmm. Where you have it going up against God of War Ragnarok, which is an incredible game, like an all-time game as well. But it, you get that sequel. I think people are going to flock to the new unique experience more generally. And I know Baldur's Gate's a sequel. Obviously, it's Baldur's Gate 3, but it's very different than the other two. And it's like 15 years later. So yeah. I don't really count it. Uh, I think it's a similar kind of thing that happened here where um, this is fresh. This is new. And Tears of the Kingdom, you know, very high praise from people. But we've kind of seen that before, right? It's just the next step. Uh, but I really yeah. want to see like a study 10 years from now on like the effect of social media and all your TikToks and everything. And maybe it's just our algorithm and it's like, okay, well that's, I played it. That's why I'm getting fed all this stuff. But like, I would love to see how that affects the perception of a lot of that stuff. Right. Because there was so much Baldur's Gate stuff where it's like, Oh, you want to bone a bear? (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) You know? And and that's what got people talking and like the the marketing campaign and the way that they did everything. And like the voice actors just going out like a stereo. I mean, there's a reason why he won, right? Because he's on TikTok doing all this stuff and like good on him, but it's just people are doing that. And it's, so I would love to see how that uh, affects everything. Had Zelda been released, not in the first half of the year. Do I think that maybe it would have been swayed a little bit towards the second half where like if Baldur's Gate was in the very, very beginning, Zelda comes in and suddenly you're getting all those videos of all the crazy TIE fighters and things that people are making in Zelda. Does that maybe kind of skate out the the people's choice? I would say probably. Hmm. You'd probably have a better chance there. But sure. anyway, cool. All right. That's our Game Awards portion. 
<laughs> Not even that's half of it. That's the award section. Ugh. All right. Uh, What's the best way of doing this? Do we think, uh, and this is this is more for listeners than anything, so do we end this? I put this section out on Monday. We'll keep recording, don't worry. So we're, we're still yeah. stuck here. But yeah. And then maybe like Monday we'll do the two-hour episode. We'll that. split it in half, and then we'll do... So for everyone listening, we'll, we'll split this. I'll let you do your little sign-off here in a second. But then... <laughs> Uh, let's say maybe like Wednesday, we'll yeah. put out uh, all the announcements, our game of the year categories for ourselves, and then yeah. let's go that. No, I was thinking the same thing. Cool. So let's do that. Done. So anyways, uh, game awards, the awards section. I liked it. Great talks. A lot, a lot, of, lot of good uh, deserved winners. I was, uh, I was glad to see they were recognized. They need to work on their categories. And apparently people think they need to let people speak longer. So I mean, maybe they'll improve that in the future. But anyways, if you made it this far, you're incredible. We appreciate you. Um, take a look at us on uh, couchcompany.games. Um, Tyler redid a lot of the structure on there, and it looks great. We have all of our... We, can, we have Jeff's uh, ratings in there now. Yeah, we got Jeff's... Yeah, <laughs> who, we have, who knew? You just got to log in. To, <laughs> uh, I couldn't figure it out. I didn't know how to log in. <laughs> yeah, we have all of our game ratings, um, and it looks really nice. Now it's all neatly listed with our coins and our uh, yeah. color system. I really like that. So shout out to Tyler. He did a great job. Um, so check us out there, couchcom.games. Thank you again to Jeff for joining us. Uh, where can people find you at, Jeff? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at What Killed Jeff. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash What Killed Jeff. And you can find me at those two places. Excellent. You should check out the stream. It's a lot of fun. I was there yesterday. Hi-Fi Rush. It was a great time. He was smashing his head against the wall <laughs> on this like mini boss. The pure elation this guy gets when he finally <laughs> overcomes those hurdles is... It's a drug. I yeah. wanted to clip it. I don't know how to clip it on Twitch, though, because it was awesome. It was such a... It was so fun. I was dying. <laughs> short, 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 long, long. <laughs> like, he has this, like, mnemonic device he's trying to use. It was so funny. Anyways, check him out there. Um, and then check us out. We're going to have another episode on the announcement section, so stay tuned for that later this week. And we will be here. Same time, same place. Thanks for joining us on the couch. Peace. Peace.